Welcome, everyone, to the first episode of 2019 of Weekly Games Chat. I'm your host, Chris, as always, joined by my co-host, Sean. That's right. Yeah. It, it has been a while since it's, it's been here. here I am. We had the week off, and you, unfortunately, uh, got the Dude, the death. It, if, if I cough really weird right now, it's still because there's remnants left. Yeah. Like, it's this cough that I'll be like, hey, hey. <laughs> And that then, was a peak, and then some. And then some flimmage will come up, and I'm like, "Well, that's still there." This week's word, flimmage. Yeah, yes. that's good. Uh, and John, I don't know what to do. Just, I don't know what, what you do. Hasn't, it's been a while. I forgot how to do this. It is. It feels. Yeah. Does it feel a little weird? Because honestly, you, should make, you specifically, I haven't seen you since you've been. <laughs> since sick. you be gone. I haven't well, seen you in three year, weeks. Next yeah, year, well, one sorry, we did see each other at lunch yesterday, but at that point, I hadn't seen you. That in three was just weeks. to break the ice. Think so? Yeah. Like we all looked at each other when like we each because we showed up at different times and we just stared. We're like, mm. hey, yeah. I, I know I sound like a girl right now, but I wanted to call you so many times. I, I know. I just I wanted you to call me. Yeah. I just get things got so busy. Yeah. It's I sound crazy. like a man. Crima. I wanted to call you so many times. Crima. Christmas is never not busy yeah. for me. It's, oh, Crima sucks. <laughs> we actually, uh, John and I, I am what we got each other, or not what we got each other, but what we got for Crima. Ooh. Well, Chris always gets money. Yeah, he just That's gets make money. I do not argue. So what kind of <laughs> checks do you, is your family cutting you these days for Christmas? Making That's money personal. moves. A lot of things are personal, but doesn't mean that you're not willing to share. You're right, and I'm not. Right, is there zeros? <laughs> there are zeros. That's good. That's three, all we need is some three, zeros. Three zeros? One zero. <laughs> One zero. Ten dollars. <laughs> ten cents. <laughs> it's like ten cents of the pair of socks. See you mm. next year. Very nice. They're like, some come socks. to Trivia on Wednesdays. Dude, we need you. I got so many socks for I Christmas. I got a lot of socks. I went, am I officially old, white, married guy now? Because <laughs> exactly. I got a ton of exactly. socks. Exactly. My dad used to be that guy when I was a kid. Like, everything from my mom would be, you know, the or Santa Claus would be, you know, the premium stuff. But in the stocking every year for my dad, just socks and socks underwear. And underwear yeah. That's all you need. <laughs> this year, my mom was like, back in the day, we used to put, like, Oranges and things and fruits and stuff in stockings. I told my wife that. Your wife? Years hey, ago. Did not miss a beat. <laughs> years ago, when we first got married, uh-huh. she woke up one Christmas morning and was not at all understanding of why there were oranges, walnuts, yes. crazy stuff in the stocking. Like, my parents did that all my life. Yeah. But... The and I hope Aiden. Well, he doesn't. Well, no. Let's just, let's just <coughs> he's be professional about what you're going to do. Santa, right, is solely resp- in, in Clarissa's family. Santa is solely responsible for the stocking. Gotcha. That's ah. that's his. So yeah. you know, I I mean, I knew that too, but I just thought Santa was really cheap growing up, <laughs> and I never ate the walnuts. How the heck do you eat a walnut? Well, John, <laughs> buy a cracker. <laughs> Chin nuts, though that was always my favorite. Oh, chin nuts. Um, see, because that's uh, <laughs> yeah. Now the other thing that was always nuts nice on the wall. What do you call them? <laughs> Stockings. As I got older, <laughs> before we kind of just abandoned all of it, was uh, was lottery tickets. <clears throat> oh yeah, that's nice. Those are good yeah. gifts. Yeah, Clarissa introduced that into to me as well. I did. I've done that for her a couple of years, yeah. and um, I just can't. Pretty cool. I couldn't imagine doing that because there's that moment of I what if that. you win? Yeah, like what if it is like the five hundred thousand dollars? It's a gift, off. bro. It's, it's a, a gift. gift. <laughs> That's great. It's I, not like I had debt <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed this house we're in today. <laughs> so crazy. But I gotta say, um, 
Chris, I don't think I've said this to you yet, and I apologize. Oh. Great, as uh, again, great music episode. Thank very you. Well, very Thank well you. done. I, uh, you, I haven't you listened played to some it things yet. that I hadn't even considered. I, yeah. But it's on my download because I want to hear it. Um, I, I secretly started watching... <laughs> Uh, at work, I started watching. Uh, we got it. No, yeah, I, we got I, that. Okay. I'm so got dumb. It. Fire him! Fire him! Like I'm technically <laughs> like I'm smart with technical things and sure. electronics, yeah, yeah. but my dumb self did not realize on your Netflix app. Oh my if, god! If you chose I know what you're about to, to say, you could download episodes. You are so and dumb. watch them, not stream them. I, they're on your phone. I knew that. I don't know how to do it. You have to show. <laughs> you just me that. go in there and just hit download. download. Yeah. yeah, and so and then it, they keep them for a little a little while, and then for a little while, and then as you watch it, you can immediately delete it to save storage and whatnot. Oh my god! So I caught up on things, episodes of things, uh, and then recently, a friend of the show whose birthday it is today, the Orion Leaf of the show, Mike D. He'll never hear this. So happy birthday, Mike! Yes, um, <clears throat> happy he birthday, gave me Mike. his credentials for his YouTube Red, which is the premium content. Ah. And on said YouTube is the greatest show of all time. Oh, you must be talking about Cobra Kai. Uh, Cobra Kai. Kai. Isn't it great? Dude, it's the greatest thing it's... ever. So those are the things that have happened as to why I haven't listened to the the music episode. But man. <clears throat> it's cool, man. Uh, I, I, and then I, I'm so mad at you because I didn't. I know you had asked for possible songs. Not mad at you. I'm mad at me. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I got yeah, that completely backwards. Yeah, you asked for songs and. Oh, I should have told you Tetris that that music is. Re- There's well, some there was, from Tetris. There was good. Some. good. Yeah, I made some logical guesses. Yeah, on there. So I was like, I want to make sure. Okay, let me this, pull something this, from this. there. I pulled a song from Monster Hunter World. You know, um, epicness. Yeah, I, can, I really can't wait to hear it. Every year, it's it's dare I say, tap natch. <laughs> there is a little. There's one little part of that. Like thing that I'm very proud of outside of like I did one thing where I did something different. I did like a God of War suite, um, but early on there's a part that I really like because in Jeff even I was talking to him and he mentioned who's he liked, Jeff? Yeah, I know. Uh, which was you mean the lesser Sanders? Like, and you'll like this part because it's kind of like this almost lo-fi EDM mm. period of music that just goes on for about three songs, and then I ruin it by putting Assassin's Creed in there for John. <laughs> it's just did like you, that let's completely have a completely drastically different song. Was um, but was the music good in that game? Oh yeah. Yeah. They're, they're always good. I always joke the hard part for me in Assassin's Creed every year is every single one has a version of Ezio's family theme, like uh, that yeah. that aria with the chick singing. Um, but I resisted finally for like probably the first time in all the years they've released one of not putting that one in there. That's <laughs> I was cool. like, maybe I should put the main theme for once and just let that be the song. Well, you say aria, mm-hmm. and I, I immediately I think of when I first get here and John's humming the theme song to Game of Thrones. Yeah, that was really weird. So yeah, it was weird. I is guess. it a thing? No, it's no. not. It's not a thing. You know, you got till like what is it, April or something? If you March. started now, you would be like, you have the perfect thing. It's kind of like those people back in the day. <laughs> like uh, I want to say Ryan Leaf was one of them, mm-hmm. where like you know people just didn't understand how hard it was for especially Lost because it went from a show that was twenty four episodes a week or, or a year, right? Uh, so you were pretty good, and you only had to have a three-month break to all of a sudden it being offline for like six, seven, eight months. And perfect you, everyone who's up. watched that show, they always end with a pretty significant cliffhanger at the end of their season. So you just have people speculating. It's the same way with Game of Thrones. It's like, okay, 
where they literally ended the last year's uh, episode, everyone's like, I just want to see the next five minutes of that, that right? That's all we need. Yeah. That's you all know? we need. <laughs> so, like, you're in that golden spot, though, because you haven't watched it all. You could literally start right now. You wouldn't have to even, like, you know, binge it. Just just take your time, watch a couple episodes a week, and by the time oh, you I like get to, to uh, by the time you get to April, you would be primed and ready to go. Just watch it every yeah. week. Uh, one of the Netflix shows I did watch, I don't know if we talked about it or if you guys have seen it, was The OA. I have seen The OA way back. Dude. That's a weird speaking show. Speaking of cliffhangers. Oh, yeah. Man. I hope they don't ever make an R. They are. I, lo- I think I think it's crazy that you hate it, and Who's I love it. it. Uh, probably the most the noble OA. is uh, is <laughs> probably the most noble person you know is Phyllis from The Office. Yes, and she's not Phyllis from The Office in no. this one. No, she's well, not. Yeah, she's like serious teacher lady. I didn't say I wouldn't say I completely hate. I was just like, why? What is this? <laughs> and then it was just kind of like I had nothing to do, so I just sat on the couch and watched it. It was good. I, I liked it. It was one of the ones I learned how to download stuff, John. I watched um, on Netflix The Bodyguard finally. And With Whitney Houston and Kevin Costner? No, not that one. Oh. The one that actually it's got old uh, Rob Stark in there. Yes, the yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's, it's supposedly pretty that, good. <laughs> yeah, that show is intense. Very, very intense. If you like, uh, I would say, I'm trying to think of some. If you like 24, things like that, I think you'll enjoy it. Jack Bauer, John. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, um, or Jack Ryan. Any I, of those kinds. Of I'm things. fresh off the, uh, the viewing of uh, Into the Spider-Verse. That I told you guys amazing. that, and I just wanted to put out there into the podcast waves that it's if if you're you were on the fence like I was, and you're like, I don't want to see an animated Spider Man. You're wrong. It's <laughs> freaking amazing. It is. It's not like you think. Um, in certain parts, it's almost like reading a comic book by the way they they do it. Yeah, with the the words and. Things. Like, like I said, there's a part where he throws a bagel, and when he hits the guy, the words bagel pop up yeah. instead of power or anything like that. And you're it's like, super cool. Just little new, you know, nuances like that. Uh, nuances. That nuances. This yeah. is fine. Don't worry about it. But, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, I was like, how do I say that word? It's a nuance. It's a nuance. <laughs> if you just say it with confidence. <laughs> In our local, one of our local theaters, there's two big posters up, and that's usually the big movies they got there. Uh, Spider-Man is one of them. Yeah. And then Aquaman is the Aquaman. other one. I, I watch both of them. I love both of them. Did I either did of you? Uh, yeah, Aquaman. I saw your post on Facebook, and I may unfollow you if you do anything like that again. What, Aqu- I don't Aquaman? care about your threats. Aquaman? <laughs> your <laughs> idle threats. I loved Aquaman. It was it was yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Chris Chris was uh, somewhat not, not quite critical of it, but he pointed out some things that he, he saw wrong with it. And. I went, man. I, I and I do. I I like to go into a movie like that without reading anything, any bias, opinion, anything. Yeah. Um. But I will say that I go in and I I, lo- I loved Aquaman. Well, I think I think Bumblebee. As much as I did like it, uh-huh. okay, it, it's probably my favorite beside the first one, the first Transformers movie. I think it got a twenty point bump on Rotten Tomatoes simply because Michael Bay didn't direct it. I think they get right. I, I just it just think? it was very simplistic as a story, and and we 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 talk about how it focuses on it needed to focus on humans, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but on Save one hand, humans. on one hand, it it did focus on humans, but it was ET and the Iron Giant. Yeah, so it did something. It just didn't do anything new. It didn't do anything, and, and I didn't care about her teen angst. I, it, it, I did not care. I like that you said teen I angst. I love rob- I, it, it made me realize I love robots fighting for two hours. Mm-hmm. 
You've forgotten and, that. And 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 there's a testament to this mo- this movie. You know, one could say that people are finally sick of them after six films, but you know, take the sarcasm with that as you will. I think people were just like, this is just. Nin- I mean, this is just ninety minutes of a relationship with a robot, and at the end, you get a Rocky fight. Oh, so and but, you get John Cena. You can't see him because you just can't. Yeah, see Yeah, he him. was pointless. But I will say, people still play Assassin's Creed games too, and they've turned out to be getting better and better, huh? Yes, I think do. it's yes, um, good, good, good. Point. The thing that was impressive with me, Bumblebee. Bumblebee's like made for like a fraction of the cost of the other movies, and it's why. just um, and it, it's like so much. Just it's it's. I would rather have that personally. I want a movie like, yeah, I you know, think, like when I look at the ratings, I'm like, it's, I think it's got the high rating on Rotten Tomatoes probably just because yeah. it's a very enjoyable it's film. Like it's like or 94. Yeah. It's like, you actually look at the average, it's like more like 7.58 and I'm like, yeah, it's probably yeah, about yeah, right. A little girth. Wait, yeah. what? <laughs> it's, but, um, but like, I watch it <laughs> and I don't mind, you know, I don't mind anyone ever doing the ET or Iron Giant story. Cause that's just a really good, like, type of story to do like fish out of water coming here and making relationship with someone who's local that you identify with, you know, as far as being human or whatever. Uh, the other big thing that soundtrack of that movie is great. Like eighties is a very dangerous thing with music. And there's a lot of cliches that came out or that come out when people make those kind of soundtracks. But this is one of the ones I was like, man, this girl loves the Smiths. She loves Morrissey. She loves the cure. I was like, to me personally, like I have a bias towards that already. Clarissa, so hates, I love the, it. Clarissa hates the Smiths. Does she? Absolutely. I hate Morrissey. <laughs> so, um, as a person who's in, the I, Smith. don't get me wrong. I, I enjoyed it. I, Bumblebee's the best thing about all of the Transformers movies in general. Agreed. So as, I'm so don't get me wrong. I mean, I'll, I'll buy it when it comes out. I really enjoyed it, but I just, I think about, you know, that Michael Bay, people have this Michael Bay derangement syndrome in Hollywood. It's almost like the cool guy to hate like Nickelback. But anyway, <laughs> I'm through with standing in line at clubs. I'll never get in. Bro. Speaking of uh, Bird best Box, thing with, did nobody see Bird Box? I watched Bird Box. Okay. I didn't. I thought it was all right. Yeah, was I think right. I think it was like perfectly. That's the kind of thing that needs to end up on Netflix. Like yeah. versus, like I'm more heartbroken that Roma went straight to Netflix instead of the theaters because that's a movie I would rather see on a screen because it's a very cinematic. Like, bro, you got fear. a big TV. Yeah, no, but it's still not the same. It's just not the Get same. really close to but, the TV, bro. But on the other hand, like <laughs> a movie like that compared to, you know, Quiet Place came out this year, and they're kind of in the same vein. To me, that's like nailing it at every step of the way, right? Whereas this is like, here we have an interesting idea, but not sure if it would do great. Like, I think if that came out in theaters, I don't know how much it would have made. Versus what? like what it did where it came out on Netflix and apparently 45 million people watched it in yeah. two Netflix. days. Yeah, people in the theaters, in the movie yeah. business, they put their movies out there, would love to see that many eyes on their movies. Correct. I mean, this did it, what seemed like this did Avengers-type business if you think of the number of eyes that watch this movie. Yeah. Um, Speaking and, of And a- John Malkovich, for some reason, played John Malkovich. He does Shut that a lot. the door! He does that a lot. He there does. was that, yeah. Yeah. Being John Malkovich I like and all, to, you know? <laughs> I like the back half of that movie a lot. Like, what, I, Bird Box? Yeah. The the first half, I was like, and this is predictable, <clears throat> but then afterwards, like, once it got past that, because you knew what was going to happen, right? Like, with 90% of the people, I was like, well, they've kind of already told me. So, <laughs> but uh, once it got past that, I was like, 
Okay, this is actually pretty tight right here, so it was really cool to watch. Yeah, I enjoyed it. What were you going to say? I forget. It's, I, that happened to me today. Yeah. I, 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 I forget. What else, though? I watched so much stuff. I watched stuff that I won't talk about here because well, um, it's more yeah. yeah, Oscar and Art House, and yeah. I don't think John wants to hear about Neither Spike Neither does Lee Sean, <laughs> let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're getting into your season where you're getting all your stuff yeah, ready. Good I broke Lord. down and finally got AMC A-list. Uh, That's what it's called, Stubbs A-list. Went so. to the screening room. Well, they don't have that. I don't <laughs> yeah, they think. do. Oh, yeah, they do. But like most of these films <clears throat> now, they don't just come to that. They come to all those little reserve theaters, like where you have the reclining chairs. Yeah. So, But I watch a lot of good movies. So there's definitely some <clears throat> good ones to watch. There's a lot of controversy this week in that world. But controversy. You said it right. We, don't, we can't say anything, dude. Yeah. Yeah, it's legit. Yeah. Um, but Into the Spireverse won Best Animated Picture. When? Uh, for Golden Globes. For the Golden Globes. Yeah. So did uh, the old Gaga. She won like something and was all excited uh, about Best it. original song. <coughs> yeah. She lost the one she probably wanted to win. But the actor part? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I didn't have a problem. It's probably it. fine. Yeah. She's yeah. fine. It's probably fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I may have screen capped. I shouldn't say that. Never mind. Let's just say that she put some nice pictures out there. Ooh. And I needed to show people. Would you like to see? No. <gasps> Why not? Oh, my phone's saying you would like to see. <laughs> But no, um, no, Sean, no, don't Sean, me. Sean, no, don't, don't do it. No, Sean, don't, no, Sean, no, Sean. I would not so, like to see that. That's hard to do. So we're all in agreement that nothing else of note happened during I, the past. Alabama lost. I still, I, I really almost didn't come today. I told you <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Why of note because happened? I, this, I literally. That's all. I'm not being funny when I say this. You're a Georgia fan, and you. To, to go to that game and lose that game, it hurts. Like yeah. if you're a fan, I'm, I'm just not. Maybe next week we'll talk about all the things. <clears throat> but all the small things. It's, it literally just happened. So kinda, con- hey, congrats to Clemson. They they yeah. literally beat us and beat us well. Yeah, Dabo Sweeney, <laughs> I think is. Uh, he doesn't want to talk about it. Definitely, I don't care. He cannot talk about it. I'm fine with it. <laughs> I kind of, uh, I, I have to say, I think he's amended <clears throat> himself as being the second best coach right now in college football, and he's very deserving. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, it's nice. It's nice. I, I actually, like, I handled it well, because I was just like, I guess as being a fan of things like the Redskins, the Wizards, and all that, I, it's like, what I'm used you, dude? I'm just used to let down. Don't let, you, you can't, Chris. I'm used to mediocrity. Jesus so. Christ. You're going to make me say things I don't want to say, Chris. But in the end, um, grants to them. Hopefully it retools us and just makes us come back more focused. Sometimes you got to lose to, you know, get knocked down to get back up again. Hey, that was a song. Yeah. <laughs> that was a major Tub thumping. But they, uh, yeah, they did everything right last night. Like I said, man, um, a lot of, if, if you follow sports, and you follow college football, a lot more people were probably happy of that outcome than the people who weren't happy with that outcome. For sure. And and the, it needs that sometimes. Yeah. Um, that's that's sports everywhere. Like, I think everyone relishes when the Patriots lose. Or probably, like, you know, if you didn't have LeBron, right, if it was just the Warriors whooping up on the NBA and it was a different opponent every year, mm-hmm. whenever that team fell in the finals, everyone would go ape about it, right? Because people don't like it unless it's their team 
someone coming up and owning a sport. It's just I think it's in our nature. I think elephants are just allergic to cats. Mm. Not allergic to dogs, though. Not at all. No. Or other kind of cats. Well, they're allergic in the first half. Then they take Zyrtec and come back out. <laughs> Apparently, well, they're just well, allergic to dog uh, to Longhorns too. <laughs> what's a speaking of the Longhorns? I think they're one of the teams. Um, not just because they beat Georgia, but if you watch that coach and his progression when he takes yeah, over the program, Tom Herman, uh, and they go from like a seven and six type season to a ten win season this year. Uh, I think they're going to be a team in the mix next year. I yeah, think. that that the, particularly that win is going to help recruitment. For I sure. think the big story coming out of bowl season was that the Big Twelve, <clears throat> while it's not quite to the SEC level, right? I think they passed the Big Ten. I think like everyone now is looking at that and thinking because you know like Baylor shut <clears throat> down uh, Missouri or whoever it was. Like you know they they were the only ones who could go toe to toe pretty much every game with the SEC. Yeah. Uh, I think you're right. I'm interested to see like what an Oklahoma does to to replace a Kyler Murray, but they're probably um, going to get somebody really good. Who knows? Well, they, I'm sure they're going to go after some guy who's unfortunately a backup on our team. Yeah. I, I At first, I, I'm still torn about what I think he'll do. Like I said, whatever he does, he's handled everything with class. We're, so we're speaking of Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wouldn't shock me if he stayed. Me either, because I think he, he he does like the team. Yeah. He loves the coaches. I think he loves the university, but he's graduated. And he's if he, Exactly. If he wants a shot at an NFL career, he's he's in a situation <laughs> where he can immediately go play somewhere. Yeah. Oklahoma might be a great fit for him. Yeah. Um, I, I keep looking. Like, even if you think of, like, something like Ohio State, right? Uh-huh. He could sit back and wait and say, see if uh, Old Fields there from UGA gets his uh, waiver. And if he doesn't. Well, they just lost their starting quarterback. They don't really have Did anyone. Haskins apply for the yeah. Draft? He, he announced he's, he's yesterday. Legit. So it's like it's you could go there for a year. Mm-hmm. You'll get tons of expo- exposure. You you get to play against Michigan. People will love you if you win that game, and then Unless you go to the you NFL. Lose that game. That's true. Which hasn't happened in a while. Ago. They were saying that um, the big one actually makes a lot of sense. Houston because of um, their coach has ties. So, yeah, he's from Texas. Yeah, yeah he's from Houston. Um, shout out to my my guys across the pond. Ooh. The Premier League is going on, but Tottenham lost a really bad game recently. Yeah, that they shouldn't have lost. God bless it. They're in the FA Cup now, John. Wow, really? Yeah, or that <laughs> the goes, FA Cup that goes on along with the regular season. <laughs> yeah, there's a Champions League going on. Are we still talking about football? We are technically. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's the world sport. It's all good now because now we're moving on to basketball and hockey. By the way, Sean, the worst sports. Don't let don't let Chris touch you. In any capacity this evening, that dog has been bathing his hands all night. Dude, <laughs> dude it's a, he does, when he used to sit where you are, Yeah, I just hear, <laughs> and you look down and Penny's just dogging that hand. She'll do that. Like, I'll pass out on the couch, right? Mm-hmm. My hand will just be hanging off, and all of a sudden I just feel this this weird sensation on my hand. I'm like, what's going on? Well, like, I, I get the fall on the sleep part, but you're, yeah. you're clearly upright right now. You're, you're recording. <laughs> it's not going to, it's not going to stop. I can't stop. It's stop, like, stop. I, you just, you just learn to accept it. No. I close my eyes. No, wish for the you best. Don't, you don't, um, John, do you let Burgess lick your, your hands? Not on purpose. All right. If, did you just open your palm up and say, lick away Burgess? No, no, <laughs> no. Well, to be fair, it's a little bit different with Burgess. Cause he's like, he starts here and he just keeps climbing up, just trying to be like, just let me love you. You know, there's this one time I said, Burgess, 
I'm I'm going to get down and let you lick my face. Do you not know what to do? No. He knew exactly what to do. He <laughs> seized the day. I took my glasses off. <laughs> and they went down? He went down. He just he just almost yeah, swallowed that audio. He you. That's probably a really grotesque uh, thing to talk about. It's probably a little creepy, too. I didn't mean it to be. You just wanted to see what would happen. He's a licker. Yeah. He loves... Yeah. <laughs> you cannot stop him from doing it. It's I don't know. Some dogs are just like that. And um, he'll... <laughs> This weird, he licks the weirdest things. <laughs> yeah, like lick your knee. I think you should just stop right there <laughs> and let just, it be. Um, he'll, um, he'll walk. He'll he'll just walk by Clarissa and lick her big toe. Just walk by. Just drive by. Lick. <laughs> Call them birdie bombs. Is that what they're called? Birdie bombs. I like it. Boom. Anyway, that's that's awkward, and I'm sorry. It's probably. It's probably well, you know mine. what? That's a great transition yeah, to the topic of the awkwardness week. and birdie bombs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you guys ready to do this? What are we sure. doing? I don't know. You played a game. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's do it. Topic time, 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 time. The topic is our top games of 2018. If we could, if in post you could really go, like, add a lot of echo and growth to that, that'd be great. Uh, nothing like some growth. Yeah, a little, you know, just... Low some... budget here. <laughs> well, we sound, we just sound excited. Yeah. yeah. You really did come in flat on that one, bro. <laughs> Need to tighten out a eight. All right, redo on three, two, and one. The topic is... <laughs> <laughs> a little over, little over top on that one. So are you guys prepared for this? I mean, are you, 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 you going to be thinking about it you, as you go? No, I got it, but you look directly at me when you no, ask no, that no. question. See, see, I have my list. Do you know how prepared you, I am, it's John? It's laminated. If you have a list, you're lame. It's John, laminated. Do you know how prepared see, I am? Because, you know, you know me. I'm he's about way, to make a click. No, no, no I'm ooh, not even going to show you Oh, If you look at it, it. These, guys, <laughs> these guys can see at the very bottom of my uh, screen, there's a little Excel uh, icon there. I not only picked my top five, I predicted both of your top fives. Because <laughs> he has was, to. He yeah. just has to. I think I you know to. my number one, but I don't think you know the rest of them. Mm. We'll see. I'll show you at the end. <clears throat> yeah, you will. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, uh, I, I think in honor of everything that Chris does for us and does for this show, Mm-hmm. I think he should do the honors of going first. But basically... No. <laughs> I think, you know, should go first? Our fans who wrote us in. Oh, I yeah. Th- that's obviously the way to go. Yeah. Uh, I did <laughs> put this out Save on... that for a minute because that was getting good. <laughs> <laughs> I put this on the Twitterverse uh, this past week. I said, hey, we're talking about our favorite games of 2018. What are some mm-hmm. of your favorites? We got a couple replies on there. You can tweet us at Weekly Game Chat on Twitter if you get out there, right? Uh, first up, Tobias tweeted, I don't have a PS4, so I didn't play many 2018 games. So of the limited games I've played, Shadow of the Tomb Raider is my game of the year, but I probably would have enjoyed Spider-Man most out of the big three this year. Uh, next up. Hey, you should you should do their Twitter handles. Oh, should I? Yeah, that was at Zexen389. You really want me to try to... At Platinum Twitch wrote this, Chris. <laughs> Beat Saber, perfectly designed learning curve that makes you feel like a Jedi Master, only three trophies away from the Platinum. That game is fun. I like that one. Um, S10 Draven Kelly 
said, as, as much as I hate to admit it, Black Ops 4. I got a PS4 for Christmas, and it came with it. Love blackout mode, so I picked it uh, picked it up on Xbox also. You may Ooh. not be alone on that one, S10 dropping, because that <laughs> game is the jam. <laughs> um, Tyrannotaurus says, Detroit Become Human blew me away. Tomb Raider was awesome, and I know unpopular with some, but I really enjoyed <laughs> Far Cry 5. Honorable mention goes to We Happy Few. The game John never played for some reason. But really wanted to. Yeah, couldn't. It was. It's, it's amazing that you didn't play that game. Um, there was reasons, mm. budget-wise, and I just couldn't justify it. I'm like, you know is what? It, I've been playing a lot of. I can't remember. 60. Is it on um, Game Pass? Not right now. Uh, Maybe I'm sure at some it will point eventually. it will be. Yeah, uh, Mario Lando says so many 2018, uh, or so many 2018 was a great year for games. I think my favorite of the year was Spider-Man. Got my first platinum. Can't believe. How satisfying is to get a fake trophy game on, gentlemen. Looking forward to the first cast of 2019. Game on, Mario. Game on, Mario. He's absolutely true. Like, when you get those trophies or those uh, achievements, it's amazing how good you feel. Well, he wasn't the only one. Because Clint, or I'm sorry, yeah, Clint Wiley 3 says, Gratz, Mario Lando, Spider-Man was also my game of the year and also my first platinum as well. The game was amazing, pun intended. Yeah, because see, John. Spider-Man is known as the amazing Spider-Man. No, it wasn't amazing. It was spectacular. Ooh. I would say it was ultimate. Was it Goaty? It was Web of. Was it Goaty? <laughs> it was very 2099. Was John's yeah, yeah. Spider-Man? <laughs> John's Goaty was Spider-Man. I was, um, I was so all up in that Spider-Verse. That's good stuff. Yeah. We also got two emails in with Game of the Year list. Uh, they wrote those to weeklygameschat at gmail.com. That's weeklygameschat at gmail.com if you want to comment. <laughs> First up comes apparently our former president, <clears throat> Bill Clinton, uh, who wrote in and said, Hey, all, I just wanted to share my top five games I played this year. To go along with your episode this week, let me preface by saying I've only played. Uh, it's preface. I'll say. You, you said preface, and people uh, will hear it. <laughs> I will say how I wish. Um, saying uh, I've only put a good amount of time into five games so far. Mm -hmm. I was out of the console gaming uh, for several years and recently got back in at the end of August of this year. Uh, first up at number five, we got God of War. <laughs> I like the graphics and the story. <laughs> But I couldn't get into the gameplay. Was I doing that to you? I'm sorry. Next up is Mill Earth Shadow of Mordor. I'm yeah. two-thirds of the way through the game. The only reason I stopped was because I got Red Dead Redemption 2. I'll Boo. go back and finish this one. Oh, what happened? Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 is at 3. I got this for my birthday in late December. Happy birthday. Uh, and I'm only 71% in the story. I can see this jumping to number 1 or 2 when I'm done. Horizon <laughs> Zero Dawn. Hey, that's an R game that came out last year, but is awesome. Uh, Wonder percent this game and did the DLC. Sean, play this game already. God, please. Dude, I've got the complete, whatever it's called, edition of it and haven't even opened it still. And at number one is Marvel's Spider-Man. I also 100% this game and we'll be getting the DLC soon. Love, love, love this game. Uh, excited to listen to your top fives this week. Until then, I'll simply say your mom's box. Peace out, everybody. And whatever John's new closer is, game on, Sean, Chris, Sean, and John. Here's to a great 2019. You know, it's funny. Game I, on, Clinton. I, I'm finding, this is, this is the definition of anecdotal, but I'm finding, you know, 
critically speaking, God of War and Red Dead Redemption 2 being kind of split down the middle as far as websites game of the years. But I'm finding that Spider-Man is like the people's game of the year. It's yeah. it's, it's, it's the people's champ, John. I think it's champ. because it's the funnest game. Yeah. Like, Heaven that, forbid a game be I fun. Mean, then, if we're being honest, we live in a world that's Why? dominated by Marvel, right? In a world. So you give people yeah. a great Marvel game, of course they're going to love it, right? And that, now it's almost a... 10 million units sold, which is a big number. That is true. Uh, That's next a lot. up, Ever. He wrote in. That's a long one. Hey, Ever. <laughs> uh, he says, Chris, thank you for this year's Music Spectacular episode. I saved the episode for when I go back to work after the Christmas holiday break so I could sit in my office, crank up the volume, and just enjoy the dulcet tones of some of 2018's best gaming music. Another great episode as always, and I enjoyed all the soundtracks, even from the one games I didn't really like or get to play. Thank you. Since the next time y'all are going to be reading these emails is the Game of the Year episode, I might as well include my list. So here we go at number 10. He's got Detroit Become Human. Apparently he doesn't know we only do five. That's fine, Chris. You don't have to be a, a Richard... So a guy who took his time, put keystrokes together for you, and sir, hit a send button. Sir, sir, you son you are of a... Of com- you are out of compliance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number nine, Nino Kuni 2, great anime game that had me pulling a Fable 3 and leaving my PS4 on during the day so I could collect the monies. I did the same thing. That sentence just sold me on that game. <laughs> Moonlighter, one of the few indie tiles that grabbed my attention this year. Love the art style and the music plus the whole premise of you being a shop owner that has to hunt down their own merchandise to sell at your store was a unique <clears throat> enough in a sea of triple a games this year far cry 5 at number seven came out at the perfect time when nothing else was around for me and i was able to power through two-thirds of the game before it got to be too much for me the last third the northern part of the map just dragged on too much even though i love the ending Shadow of the Tomb Raider is number six. Played this right after playing Red Dead 2, and it was the perfect uh, game for me then. Got played slower on my list because after the masterpiece that was Red Dead, the game didn't seem that great. Uh, Monster Hunter World at number five. As a fan of the series since the PlayStation 2 PSP days, this was almost the perfect version of Monster Hunter I've been waiting for since 27. That's 207 there. 2007 if we want to go with it. Yeah. Uh, Marvel's The Spider-Man is at number four, is the best Spider-Man game ever made. Enough said. Assassin's Creed 3, or I'm sorry, Assassin's Creed Odyssey at number three. Originally had this game at number two, even even as I was playing through Red Dead. But after being Red Dead, I went back to Odyssey and finished up all three storylines. And it just couldn't hold up to Red Dead 2 for all its faults. Red Dead had me, the parts that did right. Uh did them so right that really just showed me how much better polish Red Dead was compared to Odyssey. Red Dead Redemption 2, speaking of which, comes at number two. He says, is the game of this generation. Chris has pretty much said everything to make this an 11 out of 10 game. But some reasons it came in at only two were because before I played Red Dead, I played Assassin's Creed, Spider-Man, Destiny 2. All three of these games were high-paced, high-action games from the start. Uh, step on the gas and don't let go. Red Dead's first five hours, on the other hand, as some of the slowest grinds of any game this year. Fast travel, understandable. Bugs such as when he was fast traveling using carriage and tra- uh, using a carriage or a train, his horse wouldn't fast travel with me, so I get stuck at the other place with no horse and no stable near me. That does suck. Uh, and doing the one quest in Chapter 2 that had the big bug, 
speaking to people at camp would unlock mini missions, which you could give each person uh, you buy in the game. But basically, there was a glitch, and you might miss some of those conversations if you did one thing. But, of course, number one, he's got God of War. Not too big of a shock there. Good pick. Uh, game of this generation, y'all have explained why this game deserves to be praised, and I agree. Not only is the game on the same level, camera work, voice acting, environmental design is Red Dead, but the combat is just the best there's ever been. Uh, he did have two honorable mentions. Those were Destiny 2 Forsaken and Shadow of the Colossus, which he said since Chris included the game in the music spectacular, I thought I'd include it in my list. I don't have a problem with it. Yeah, that was his first game he played on his PS4 Pro and 4K TV. Yes. Uh, and then... How do he, you know? He closes and he says... It's <laughs> <laughs> a long just, email. Just come in with a little tidbit and Joe's like, huh, how the hell do you know that? <laughs> Sometimes I have to edit. Yeah. Uh, but he finishes by saying another awesome year for gaming. Can't wait for 2019 and everything that's coming. Game on, guys. Game on, good sir. That's pretty good. And boy, was it an awesome year. It was for an gaming. awesome year. Has it, been, has it been, think of another better year. Like, so much good came out. Well, it's it's interesting. I, I, I could swear that 2017 was proclaimed the best year in gaming before that. So, I'm just, with, every, with the way it was this year, I'm just super excited for 2019. Because I think a lot of good stuff's coming out. I want to say, like, pondering on it. I would say, like, I think the depth... Wait, wait, wait. Put your fingers on your chin. Yeah, you got to ponder, bro. Now go ahead. Okay. Um, (laughs) I think 2017, in terms of, like, just depth, right? From top to, like, just how far you go down until you start to go, eh, yeah, that's all right. Mm -hmm. I think, like, 2017, that's where it has a beep, but you could make a very strong case that I don't know if there's been a better like top section of things just like you're like, wow, that actually hit the mark that did what you were looking for type thing, you know, because last year to me, it was like Super Mario Odyssey, um, Zelda. What else was last year? Oh, and um, <sighs> near Autonoma. Um, and then there was a bunch of just solid games like versus this year, like where. It was really hard to get it to five no, for not me only, this year. Not only that, but, but this year you've got a larger variety of different types of games that have been everybody's. Yeah, yeah. Like you talk about, you know, whether I was wrong or not is still up for debate, but VR had a pretty good year as far as exposure and good quality titles. Yeah. Not to mention, you know, Rockstar um, with their game, God of War. And then you have these platform games like Celeste and you know, the messenger and all these other games that can walk in melee too. And then these strategy games like, you know, into the, come on, into the breach, stuff like that. So it's just been a, a, a a bigger catalog of types of games that were, that were top notch, that appealed to everybody's different. It wasn't just open world action games. Right. That's a good way to say it. Yeah. Um, so kicking this off, you want to do anyone got honorable mentions? Figured we'd throw those out first. I, I say let's do those after. Yeah. Because it might ruin... Right. Why? It might ruin what people might think. Ruin it? Yeah. I think if we just did that, like, just shout them out. Because I, I guarantee you, you're not going to have my two on there. <laughs> well, you guys, if we're playing the what Sean's top five game, it'll really eliminate some things for you. <laughs> Ooh, okay. I don't... I, see, I don't know. I, I want to be surprised 
mm-hmm. right off the jump by what what you guys what your lists are, mm-hmm. and I feel like giving our honorable mentions kind of takes away takes from, okay. away from okay. that. That yeah. so we All just right. we just two out of three, you bro. You see, this is how it is, folks. <laughs> Two out of three. Ain't you, bad. bro. They yell at me all the you, time for bro. going in reverse order, or not going in reverse order. And the one time I'm like, we should start in reverse. Let me get out my, lam- my laminated card. Did I tell um, you I laminated my card? <laughs> and the winner is. <laughs> Man, just don't let uh, <clears throat> Faye Dunaway and uh, what you call it announce it. The Oscars. That was oh, an yeah, Oscars yeah, joke. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Mm. Take an impact. <laughs> well, there's an episode of you, you ever watch Friends. There's an episode of Friends where Ross and Rachel uh, come up with a list, and everybody's familiar with the list of the top five celebrities that you can it's sleep like your, with. It's your hall pass. Yeah, that you can sleep with. That and and you and your significant other can't be upset. So Ross, being Ross, <laughs> just just. Sweats over this list. He crosses things out, adds something here, considers that the fact that one actress he eliminated from the list was international, so the chance would be less that he would be able to do it. So anyway, he finally gets the final list and it's laminated, so he can't make any changes. And mm-hmm. the person who was international walks into the coffee shop, and he had scratched that. <laughs> he scratched her off his list. And uh, he said, well, it's not the final list. And she's like, well, it's laminated. <laughs> it's the final list. When it's so laminated. He lost out on the, what was the actress's name? Isabella Rossellini. Mm. It was in the 90s. So <laughs> uh, Chris should watch that show, by the way. I will never watch that show. I refuse. <laughs> <laughs> refuse. Um, okay, so kicking it off. So you're saying I should go first? He had a whole spill, and then you Richard it up. Should, well, yeah, should, because I'm sorry, our listeners wanted to hear their thoughts on the air. Of course, they would have. They would have, Christopher. <laughs> I'm with the people, Sean. Yeah, we are too. Uh, my number five. I actually this was kind of set for a while, and then I played a game that ended up being an honorable that made me think very hard, hard. about the what was going to be number five. Oh, I know, I know what it is. Uh, what is it? No. But uh, my number five is Dead Cells. I think I, I love those kinds of games, like the roguelite action things. Um, and I'd heard about this game. It first came out in early access in like 2017 on Steam. Uh, but it wasn't a game I really wanted to play on my PC. I wanted to play it on a console. And in retrospect, I wish I'd probably gotten it on Switch uh, just because it is a game that is designed to be like pick up for 10 minutes do a run, see what happens, and then put it down and go about your day, come back and go again. But it's just like, it's really fun because, you know, the action side-scrolling 8-bit, 16-bit, whatever game has been making a comeback for quite some time, which is really cool, uh, along with roguelikes. But I enjoyed this one more just because every run feels so distinct. Like, and I haven't had that in one of these yet. Like, we're... You can't just rest on your laurels and be like, okay, I want this and this and this, and this is always going to make me OP, right? You don't get that because you have to take what the world is giving you randomly on that run and figure out what pieces together. And sometimes, like, you get these runs that are so comically terrible because they are just not very well uh, builds to make for your character. But when you do get it right, you feel so boss in that game and the music is just driving you to keep going forward. 
Uh, and at the same time, your tension just goes up so much because you know if you die, this is it for this run. You know, you don't get to keep any of these things you built up. So you're just like trying to be perfect as much as you can as you keep going through the levels. Uh, and I, I loved it. It was cool to find out the map. It was cool to to just see all the different uh, music and, and art styles they could do. I, I haven't finished it yet because it is just that hard of a game, and I've had other things come up, of course, since then. But it's one of the ones I really do want to pick up again and, and get. And I'm thinking I'll probably rebuy it on Switch, and that will be a game that I can just kind of like play whenever I've got 10 minutes to kill. You can do what you said you should have done. From yes. The beginning. yes. I love yeah. the look of that game. I love the look of that You'd game. You'd like that game. The, um, the concept of rogue, is it roguelite or roguelike? Like. So there's two different types, though, right? There is a uh, roguelite. I mean, I guess that would be a, a like, Yeah, like a roguelike is kind of the And basically that term. is you're never going to get the same environments you're, twice. You always have it's a, a regenerating. Your character has a permanent death, basically, okay. and has to restart from zero. But there's usually <clears throat> in these kind of games, like there's a carrying over factor that over time you're building to. Mm-hmm. A, in this case, it's like unlocking perks and more weapons and and certain uh, tools you can use. So you build that up over time. That helps you uh, as you get these more powerful things, right, and better stats. Like, it makes it a little bit easier to go further and further and further until you get to the boss fights. Cool. I loved it. Um, What was your number five, John? My number five. um, You're not looking at your list? That was a joke. It's just a gag. It's not real. He doesn't know how to laminate things. (laughs) It is is real. It is real. Yeah. Yeah, it is. But I can remember. I can memorize five things. <laughs> you sure? I That's what so. I did this year without a list. So I, um, I, I've been looking at this game every time I go into GameStop. I I see this game and I just I stare at it for a few seconds and move on with my with my day. I, I I've been looking at this game since July, and I finally it was it was at a cheaper price over the holidays. So I just snatched it up. My number five is Dragon Quest Eleven. Yeah, you've been playing it. Echoes of an Elusive Age. That came out of almost, I, it, it didn't come out of nowhere for me, but I know you've been playing that game. Yeah, uh, Ryan made, Leaf sort of uh, dropped dropped that game on you guys yesterday during lunch. He might, You might not have heard it, but he mentioned, he asked me at lunch, I heard hey, it. blah, blah, blah. You know, I thought, you know, I was well, like, I've been seeing you play it, so. Oh, have you? Yeah. Because of the trophy yeah. thing? Well, no, and when you get online. You can see what we're I playing. See, I, see your, I see your thing, yeah. That's, <laughs> it's crazy how that works. So this year has been a l- strange for me in that I've I've grown stretched, if you will, as a gamer, not getting better. I don't mean it that way, but um, last year, it, it's been years and years, not since I was a kid, that I really ever touched JRPGs. You know, I played Chrono Trigger. Um Boss game, but that's really one and another one. I can't really was it. I can't remember. You played two of them this year. I played two of them this year. This <laughs> Dragon Quest is really interesting. There's games that you have access to in the states, and 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 some that you don't because they're primarily popular in Japan. In fact, this is one of the rare ones that released in the U.S. It's I think it's actually they're, they're talking about it coming to Switch next year. Mm-hmm. This game has already sold 3 million copies in Japan. In Japan, they actually passed, I think they've actually passed a law that said you have to release Dragon Age games, Dragon Quest games, sorry, on Saturday in Japan. Hmm. Because if you release them on weekdays, people will 
call out of work to play them. It, I, I'm well. That's I'm amazed. not a, That's not a very free market attitude. <laughs> well, right I'm, I'm, I'm actually amazed how popular this thing is. It's it's considered by many. I'm not saying this is definitive as the original JRPG. I mean, some would say J, uh, Final Fantasy is. It's the most widely known, I guess, but. Apparently this one this one has finds those most have of, always been the two biggest sure yeah, yeah. but this one is it, I would At say least in Japan I would say if you are looking to get into a my it's like my first JRPG mm-hmm. <laughs> jump into Dragon Quest Eleven it's approachable it's it's not difficult to understand um, the the graphics are not something you would see in a Red Dead Redemption two no. but the game is beautiful mm. it's like it's like a Disney movie come to life. Kind of like Nino Cooney. Disney movies do come to life. Yeah, it, it, the art style does seem, from what I recall, to have a very similar, very bright, bold colors in the game. It's it's sort of an open world in the sense, in the way that the old uh, 3D Zelda games are open worlds. So now you're going to get um, Kingdom Hearts 3, right? Um, <laughs> you should. I don't. I, it's amazing. You know, it's like literally a Disney movie coming to life, John. Well, it's amazing, John. There's just a very um, Key, Keyblade, bro. It's a beautiful environment, but Sora. but it looks like the it looks like the characters are very detailedly Go drawn with drawn yeah. with significant Detailedly. detail. Yeah. You can see the lines in their in their art. Yeah, I guess that's really wonky a way to describe it, but. Um, everything, everything just works. Every, the systems are great. The the, the fast travel is really good too. Um, just a, you know, I wonder if all of your games are going to have like really good fast travel. Only you know, <laughs> Who knows? That, John. That's um, funny. But most importantly, I think they will. I'm really digging the story, and I'm really digging the characters. Mm. The characters are just this eccentric, lively group of people. Um, almost done with the game. Haven't finished it yet, but I put a significant amount of time into it, and. I cannot recommend this game enough. 80 hours? To 50 to 60. That's not a significant amount, John. Well, <laughs> it takes about 50 hours to complete the story. I uh, haven't completed the story. But then once you complete the game, I've, 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 I've been told that it's even better after the, after the story missions end. Yes. Uh, but because of this game, I'm, I've just completely opened a, a brand new door of more things I want. I want to play... Um, more Dragon Quest on 3DS and mm. get a hold of the DS games because those are backwards compatible. I want to play Nino Kuni too. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's just so many different games that I'm just sort of hungry for now, and this and this game is the reason for that. So that's my number five. Mm. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Um, <clears throat> what's your number five? So uh, this game, uh, my number five, uh, came out in the first part of the year. Uh, I believe it was March. <clears throat> Um, and it took me on an adventure uh, that I I did not anticipate. I didn't know it was going to happen in and March. Be- and before I knew it, um, we were we were <laughs> I knew this game. We were throwing <laughs> fastballs at each other in a trailer park. Yep. Oh runs. my god! <laughs> um, I know this game. <laughs> the game's title is a way out and uh, piece of garbage. Uh, what you're going to find for me is. As always with my list on if you make my top five, if you will, of the whole year, it's going to be on what kind of journey it took me. And it, it doesn't always get the most significant praise, even though towards the top you'll probably see that. And maybe even my next couple you'll say he, that was complete yeah. bullcrap what he just said. But for the most part, I don't – I don't. It, it, Chris and I played this game. And from the, from the way they 
they tell the story that unfolds and takes this crazy turn. Uh, the adventure of the actual um, way out, if you will. Uh-huh. Um, the split screen, the co-op mode, all of it was something I'd never really experienced. And, and even, uh, I'm not sure if this would have made my list had Chris and I, for whatever reason, not finished it. But we did, and, and with the ending of the game and the twist that it took. I, re- I remember us doing the review, and that I liked it a lot more than you did as yeah. far as that, that big reveal. Mm-hmm. That was an oh-my-God kind of aha moment for me. Um, but, I mean, we literally have to fight each other after being teammates. Spoilers. Um, what? It's it's crazy. It and, was. You know, it was uh, very, like... And then it had moments where we're like by a pond and, and we're trying to get fish out of this pond so we can cook it in this fire and was, we're driving cars and people are chasing us and it's a uh, it really at times felt like this crazy like we really were this duo trying to get to this away place and um like I said it wasn't necessarily the best gameplay. It wasn't no. the best art style. It was um, about story first. It story definitely was first and then it had its little moments. There was dialogue um, and then again, we're at a, we're in a winter trailer park hitting fastballs off each other. It was a, it was amazing. That and was we were, after when that we was, figured out how to finally jack those home runs. Yeah, it was it was, <laughs> and that was after Chris did a little investigative thing and found out this person was cheating on this person and was knocking on doors and things. That was fun. Um, super super. I, I, one of my honorable two of my honorable mentions came really close to overtaking this one, but when I really tried to reflect on. Mm-hmm. Um, how I felt playing that game, the fun, it, the, the different approach that it took into the way it wanted to tell its story. <clears throat> um, for me, it was it was really good. I, I'd, I never played it with anybody else but you. I know that you could log on and, and kind of do a co-op with somebody uh, wherever they were in the world. Yeah. Um, but for me, it was very memorable, and, and I'm glad that I got a chance to play it. It's for sure one of the most unique experiences yeah. this year. Was the ending determinable? Like, yeah. could you guys, yeah. so you guys, there was basically two endings. Yeah. And Chris Clemson me. Yeah. I, I, yeah. <laughs> First time out, I was like, man, but we, we end. did. Um, if you do get a chance to play it and you happen to play it with real life friends, I um, mean, you get to that end. If you That's do, the way to play that game. Yeah, if you want to see the different endings, you go back in immediately and kind of do it. You can see the, the different way it plays out. And there are different paths it could take depending on everything you do. So you yeah. can, can you guys just walk away from each other? I wish. Uh, that would have been even cooler. It you could have gotten a narration by Morgan Freeman at that time. <laughs> I didn't. I don't. And I don't know. The if, Morgan Freeman. I ending. don't know if Far Cry Five is on any of your list. Um, but my brother calls me in the other night, and he's at the end of Far Cry Five, and he goes, "Sean, what do I do?" <laughs> and I go, "Good you're luck, bro. Yeah, you're screwed on that one. <laughs> yeah, There's no winning what choice. What do I do? Yeah, um, but that um, that game was good. It started off my first half of the year. Uh, and it, it made my it made my top five. So shout yeah. out to the folks who made that game. Woo-hoo. Do you know if they're going to make anything else? Are they on the radar to do anything? I'm sure he's working on something. It's yeah. I mean, they in. they went and made that studio after the first one they did the brothers one. So you know, I would imagine that guy, the French crazy French guy, is going to keep well, making that, things. And brothers was an amazing story as well. So that's what they do. Stories you generally first with those guys. So yeah, they're very unique. Um, John already checking out. Yeah, <laughs> with the yawn. I don't think he realizes he yawns and people hear it. Yeah, or maybe it's just us. Uh, yeah, he was looking at me. He was intrigued on what I was saying. So maybe he's not checked out yet. Give me that. Vacant. Um, my number, uh, <laughs> my number four. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna just venture a guess is probably. Well, I don't think you ever played it, so it won't be on yours. Maybe I'm wrong. You'll let me know. I, I know it'll be on your list. 
I'm very certain of that. Um, probably higher than where I have it. Oh, um, my number four is uh, Marvel's the Spider-Man. Number four. Yeah. Did I play it? I can't remember if you did or not. I didn't platinum it, but I beat it. Did you? Yeah. Okay. You didn't beat it. We could finally do a spoiler <laughs> cast on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Number four. I like. If there's, to me, this was like the year of Spider-Man. Because if you ask me, and like there's two things Whoa. that that Into the Spider-Verse and, and Spider-Man share to me is that they both achieve the same thing, which is what I said a little bit or alluded to before. I think mm-hmm. in both cinematic terms and in video game terms, they are the funnest games I played this year on a AAA scale, <clears throat> right? Like... It's not that it's like art or anything like that. You're just like, this is just fun to go swing around New York City and see how well it's put together. It's a blast to do the challenges was a blast to, you know, to see all the different suits that were in that game that you could put in, uh, put on that, you know, just allude to the various parts of Spider-Man lore. Um, Even the collectibles, like going around that city and finding all 50 backpacks to kind of piece together the world that this Peter Parker inhibits uh, or inhabits. Uh, it, it was a joy. And I never, you know, I was worried at first when I was playing the game that I was going to get bored with the combat because it kind of felt repetitive until I actually saw and started to notice just how valuable all those tools were that they were giving you and you were upgrading. And once I started doing that and messing with the different um, types of suit powers you could equip, right? Like all of that, it just made it so worth it to me that, I mean, I platinum that game in 35 hours. I've never done that with anything outside of like a small game that is, you know, like a little tiny indie game that might only take two or three hours to beat. Like for something of that scale, an open world game, 35 hours, I... I basically shut the world out for a weekend and and that's all I did. And I do not regret it one bit. Uh, I I needed you that weekend. (laughs) Even um, I called you 17 times, bro. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) It's Rava Shava dude or wherever it was. Was it, was he say Walter from uh, big Lebowski? I don't remember. Yeah. I can't remember the Jewish holiday, (laughs) but you can't drive. That was my, whatever that holiday was for you. He was Jewish that weekend. You're not Jewish. Yeah. But for that game, I was. You don't care about kosherness. <laughs> I like kosher hot dogs. <laughs> I'm hungry. But um, but yeah, even and then even to its credit, like the final fight, like a lot of times those games, they don't feel like they nail the end that well, just because it's really hard to figure out a good way to end them. I think where it makes sense. This one totally made sense. Yeah. Um, and it felt right. And the, the yeah, effects it of it. So right. Yeah. Like the effects after it ended and <clears throat> the outcome, you know, the aftermath were so powerful that it's like, this is what Spider-Man is. This is why it's so good to finally see this in a game where it's like being Spider-Man. And you saw also a little bit amazing uh, in Spider-Verse. It's like being Spider-Man seems like it should be the most <clears throat> awesome thing in the world. And on surface it is. But when you think of Peter Parker's life and where it goes and the things he's had to sacrifice to be this character, it's one of the saddest things. And you just have that much more respect for the fact that he's willing to go through all that to do good and do right and live by these values that he's been instilled by people he loves. Honest question. We all played Spider-Man. Sure. We all beat Spider-Man. 
Uh-huh. Was I the only one that teared up? Oh, no. I cried. Okay. I cried like a little baby. That, um, starting from the dialogue of the final fight all the way through the next maybe 15 to 20 minutes, pure, pure awesomeness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And just like even things like you knew what was probably going to happen. You were totally okay with it because it was done so well. Like, you know, they, they dangled that one character out very early on, and you're just like, well, you know where that's leading, but it's totally fine because it's done so well Oh, that you have to applaud did it. Did any of y'all watch all the way through the end of the credits? Yes. Okay. Did you? Mm-hmm. I don't remember. Yeah. Well, first of all, the credits are ridiculously long. Yeah, yeah they are. Typically um, are. Well, yeah. And there was a skip option. But I needed to get a trophy, I think. Yeah, I did not skip. Yeah, and, and at the end, there's a little Marvel-esque thing to it. So maybe you should go watch the credits, John. No, I think I did. I just honestly don't remember it. It's been, it's been a, while. a while. Did you uh, sit through the credits of um, Into the Spider-Verse? Yeah. Yeah, that was good, too. Yeah, it was awesome. Point. <laughs> did you sit through the credits of Bumblebee? Mm, I sat through so they had the tease, and then I looked online and said there wasn't anything after. True. So I was like, okay. okay so you saw the tease. Yeah, true. Yeah. You're, all right. You're number four, John. We're at an hour. Oh, yeah? Let's do this. Well, my, uh, my number four is Octopath Traveler. Oh! Yeah, this would be on there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I cannot say enough about this game, but I will. Uh, this game is... A JRPG. Brilliant. It is absolutely brilliant. Um, everybody, I, I, didn't, I did not know what to expect everybody. of this game when it came oh. out. And it just, this was actually the first JRPG that I dove into. Yeah. Did you beat this one? Beating this game takes like 200 hours. It's just really Well, I meant like if you like, beat all main stories. That's like saying you beat Xenoverse. Beating this game takes like 200 hours. Just regular, be- it's no. it's it's long, long. Yeah. It's yeah. very, but it's awesome. each each character, which is eight. Yeah, <laughs> what has like has four four separate chapters. Oh, Correct. Why there's eight. It's a it's a beast. <laughs> it's just it's it's a monstrous game, but just the saddest look. There's been some criticism about the story and the fact that the um, the eight travelers don't mingle into a final act where everything they're doing Correct. centers around this first thing. But to me, that's how r- real relationships are. That's how real friendships are. You don't, you don't co-mingle into this one goal. You support each other's goals. And I thought that was a very real approach to a game. That's why I love Mass Effect. Maybe, yeah. I mean, maybe some, maybe in the next game, which I hear they're working on, they're going to do something a little bit more about that. But the, but mm. the star of this game are, are the environments and how they blend mm-hmm. modern day graphics such as water and snow and right. things like that with 16-bit graphics. It is one of the most beautiful games I've seen this generation. Not because it's technically beautiful, but but it beca- but, it, but because of the aesthetic, it, it almost invents. And the combat system is like second to none. It is just a phenomenal, deep, complex JRPG complex uh, complex system. Something that I don't know that much about, so it probably sounds silly me praising it as much as I am. But it's like it takes this it takes this this staff, this weak little staff that a character that uses magic, and makes that staff that weapon matter because 
that staff actually, in some characters, in some enemies, is a weak point to actually break down shields. It doesn't take down. It doesn't take a lot of damage, but it's significant in make in making those shields break down. Just yeah. just the just the combat system is phenomenal. Um, Do you like wiping out the whole town? I <laughs> <laughs> mean, going from person to person. Just, like, yeah, yeah. I remember steal doing from that. you, steal from you. I love steal, uh, I steal, I steal you, a lot. Challenge you. I also love the music in that game. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's why I specifically requested a, a piece be put in the the podcast. It, to me, it's the best soundtrack of the year. I often feel with that <clears> game, <throat> if I had a time machine and I traveled back to like ninety three, ninety four. And I showed that to kids of our generation, they would lose their freaking minds if they thought, because like I said, like, this is a game from the future. They're like, all games are going to be like this and be like, no, but um, (laughs) here's the one time where someone actually took everything that was great about that generation and Mm -hmm. put it into a way like it just captures your heart, man. It it took me back. I know this has been done before, but I, I, I am very impressed with the idea of a character getting a secondary job. Because every character, all eight characters have these significant attacks and powers. And when you see enemies on a screen and you're in this group of, when you have your four people picked out because it's only four at a time, you see which attack powers are most effective with these enemies. And sometimes in the earlier parts of the game, you've got these four with you and none of their attack powers are very effective on the enemies you're fighting. Nope. But these secondary jobs, you can start to blend and merge everybody's abilities so where you can set up a team that has every type of attack you need. Um, yeah, I liked it I for don't leveling. Like, I don't like the... I, I will say I don't like the idea that you're tethered to one character. I think that's... I, think, I guess that's common. Mm-hmm. I don't really know why. There's probably a reason why that I'm not thinking about, but my hat's off to this game. This, this game is credited with reintroducing me to JRPGs, and I'm just in love with the genre again. Ooh. That's nice. Well said. You can even get some I, Fire Emblem? It's crazy. That's more... Uh, that's more not his <laughs> cup yeah. of tea. Isn't that like a... That's actually kind <laughs> of like... Um, it's like an RTS, yeah. Mario plus Rabbids. Yeah, yeah. But you would still like, probably like it. I can't believe... Like, Octopath comes out, and of course, that's your first. And then your first two on your list are kind of like... <clears throat> Okay. I think I know the rest of your list, though. Yeah, and uh, Dragon Quest. I think I do, too. Dragon Quest, we didn't <laughs> even cover. We didn't cover that game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what makes me feel better about that is I'm no longer fearful of reaching, of stretching out for, you know, there's we've gotten letters from people going, I wish you'd cover this game. Well, it was a JRPG. Mm-hmm. Now, to Chris's credit, we covered Nino Cooney. Yeah. We did cover Octopath. But I'm excited about the more things I'm now more comfortable covering as a host of the show. So oh, like okay. I said, you can listen to John playing Kingdom Hearts 3. We're going to stream that live for Weekly everyone. Weekly JRP chat. <laughs> chat. Sorry. Jipper. Jipper. Jipper chat. <laughs> Sean, what was your number uh, four? My number four is a PlayStation exclusive. <gasps> mm. That's it. Okay. <laughs> it's just a PlayStation exclusive. It mm. is the title to own if... Uh-huh. You have a PS4 Pro. Oh. I just said that to mess y'all up. Yeah. (laughs) um, No, it's a VR title. You guys, John mentioned that he thinks I'm going to have several VR titles on my list. Mm -hmm. Because I played VR titles this year. It would make sense, right? You played the snot. I don't Um, even know what your eyes look like anymore. uh, You're wearing the headset right now. (laughs) (laughs) Not to reveal anything, but uh, in the the Chris rankings, um, I might have had you having two. 
And let's see what they are. Yeah. Or let's see if you got the right order. Um, this one, that was like I part. said, is the is the <clears throat> must-own title if you have a PlayStation VR. Um, it reestablished um, – I shouldn't say reestablished. The fact that this comes from – here it goes – a demo and a fan request to make something more of it. Astrobot Rescue Mission. Mm, yeah, I remember you saying is that. Is amazing. <clears throat> are you lined up so far? <laughs> I might have had that on your list. Yeah, no, but are you lined up? You, do you know if I don't it's know. number four? I don't think my orders are right now. <laughs> okay. But. but this game, it brings the virtual reality platforming, fun, Mario-esque um, vibe to your PlayStation VR headset. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the beautiful, like the insanely beautiful so graphics. So gorgeous. So gorgeous. It's so bright yes. and so colorful and so so whimsical and so fun. Um, that it takes that demo, and I've, I said this when I covered the game, it takes the demo that you know from your PlayStation demo disc thing, and it just blows it up. It's on steroids. Boss fights are very memorable, but they also are very, I hate to say it again, Mario-like, to where once you figure out the pattern, kind of three hits here and there, and you're done. Um, the story is, is not a really, it's your spaceship gets blown up, and you got to go to these worlds to find your people, Rescue the bots, and you got to put your spaceship back together. Better than Mario, <laughs> um, but it's got a replayability factor because in each one, of the, in each one of the levels, um, you have to collect your little your, your robots that are dispersed in each of the worlds in each of the levels. Um, and generally, in each level, there's eight robots plus a chameleon that's hiding from you that you can only see when you're turning your head and looking around in your VR. And that those chameleons unlock this kind of like other world that's. It's harder and, and more challenging to kind yeah. of run through. Is there a shadow version of you in this other world? Mm-mm. No. That would <laughs> be really, funny. That would be cool, though. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I can't wait to Astrobot Rescue Mission 2 or whatever the next Astrobot is. I feel like he's almost the poster child now, the Astrobot for, guy. For PSVR? PSVR. That's probably fair. Um, they, they finally they, they, they put time into making a quality title. Um, for, for VR owners. And I don't think, like you said, you mentioned the VR titles were kind of rich this year. And I think there is a focus on, on Sony to kind of, they saw the response that uh, Astrobot got. In some cases, uh, the Game Awards, it won the VR Game of the Year. Yeah. Um, and some some people think that is the Game of the Year. It's like there are a ton of just indie developers that, you know, they realize that <clears throat> things like Steam, even even the PlayStation Store and Xbox, and even now everyone's saying Switch is getting the same problem too. We're just making the small indie title, right? You know, something that's retro or whatever. It's hard to get it noticed. Mm -hmm. So a lot of these guys, they're moving to this medium because if you make a hit VR game that someone finds, it's pretty much a golden, you know, it's going to go to the front. PlayStation is going to promote that right now because they're trying to sell this device. It's also, the the replayability also provides a challenge in some areas. Mm -hmm. Um, You'll come across a new element and you'll, you'll go, I don't know how to get past this right now. Mm -hmm. And you got to kind of think about it. Um, It's one of those VR titles where you're not holding your sticks and you're, you're not having to stand up, Um, but you're going to miss things if you don't stand up and lean and look and look behind little cavernous areas and, and really have your audio on with mm-hmm. headphones because you're going to hear things that you'll miss. Hmm. It's a very immersive experience that when, and now that I own a VR and when you have those titles that do that, 
they're going to make a mark on you and you're going to recommend it to friends and you're going to wish that everybody in the world plays it. You can't say enough good things about it. And Astrobot VR is definitely one of those titles. And I want to give a shout out to, to uh, Jeff's brother, Darren. He, mm-hmm. he bought a VR, got this game. And he, kind of like you did Spider-Man, you know how you kind of zoned in on it? He just went through Dude it. Dude went through this game, couldn't give it enough praise. He said, man, this is amazing. Yeah. I'm, um, so That one makes me sad because, like, with Tetris Effect, mm-hmm. and, of course, er- earlier in the year, Moss, right? I saw those and I was jealous, but I have hope in my mind because I keep saying, I'm sure those are exclusive deals and end up being true, of course, with Moss. And I feel like I have that same deal with Tetris Effect where probably in five, six months, it will end up on Oculus, and I can play it and, and enjoy it. But this one is produced by Sony as a Sony studio, so it's like, unless I finally, you know, borrow bite, <laughs> yeah, I, I, either yeah, borrow <laughs> yours or, or you know, just go ahead and bite and and buy one. Um, which I'm kind of sitting back now. Like part of me says, maybe they'll launch something a little bit more redefined for uh, whenever PlayStation Five's coming. Like Pop. maybe, yeah, and that Dude, might be when I finally do jump the, on. The, for and I me, hope it's got backwards compatibility. If you didn't, if you were on the fence about a VR and the holiday season came, yeah, and it may still be that price. One ninety nine gave you the camera, the yes. headset, Moss, and Astrobot. That was my absolute dream package of VR titles. Even the camera, huh? You got the camera, the headset, Moss, and and. Uh, so then you just had to go get the uh, two wands if, if you want for certain titles, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Which is good because a lot of them they don't require. A lot, a lot of the ones that do require them were shooters. Yeah. Um, some of the shooters though really benefited from that little gun that you could buy that doesn't like a gun anymore because of American violence and they were no I'm serious they were forced yeah. to make something that looked like a toy. Yeah. Um, Makes sense. So, yeah, that's my number four, guys. Cool. Loving your list, man. Yeah. For real. Never, would have, never in a million years did I dream that a way out would be number five. I love that game. I remember you talking I, and, and highly I, of the game, but it's just it was like you said that, March, that, that that's a credit to the game. It's just stuck with you for so long. My list, my, especially my lower ends, there were there was a revolving thing. And Chris, when you play a game with Chris, he, he'll push you like he does when he plays a game. He wants to get through it. Yeah, Chris was he was like, man, this is let's keep going, let's keep going. And I really thank you for that because it could have been. Easily because we had a podcast to record after it or before it. Who knows? He's pushy, isn't he? But you get it done, and at the end, you're like, I'm like, oh, my God, this is amazing. So You're welcome. Yeah, so that's where we're at. We're on number threes now, guys. My number three. Celeste. Go ahead. Is, yeah, it's Celeste. I, w- I really struggled to be between this and Spider-Man, though, but I said Celeste was a 10, and I uphold that, I think, this game is like of all these little indie games that have come out with their side platform, uh, platform scrolling, you know, games uh, that pay tribute to the 8 bit and 16 bit eras. Like this one to me reigns king and it's not even close right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, great story all around, like probably one of the top two or three stories I played this year from start to finish. Great gameplay, um, great challenge. Like, the game is about depression and overcoming it. And I really appreciate the fact that there was so much challenge to go out there to, to beat this one. Like both Jeff and I were playing this at the same time. He actually beat it before I did, but like yeah, he, did. he sent me the picture and he's like, I feel so freaking relieved. And then Ooh. when I sent it to him too, like 
when I was finally at the summit, it, it, you just, you have no idea. It is truly a great feeling of accomplishment. And then to realize, you know, if you want more of a challenge, if you want to go to a place of pain, they have B sides and C sides. Uh, I think D sides as well. And now they've put out these remixes. Like they have supported this thing through and through the whole year. Um, I just, everything about that game from the music, the art style. I mean, like when you look at still, I don't think that game looks very nice, but once you actually see it in motion and you see it with the music accompanying it, just it works. Yeah, it works. Like every area feels very distinct and serves a purpose and dying in that game. While it feels painful at times, it's so short of a reload. You, you just feel like I have to keep trying, have to keep going, have to keep going. <clears throat> Uh, when you finally get that moment where you beat that hard section, it's that wonderful Eureka feeling, you know, you're like, yes, you know, thank God I can move on to the next part. Um, but you know, then you get to these quiet parts and there's moments of reflection and, you know, just great dialogue between characters. And like the fact that this game is like 20 bucks, it amazes me, you know, like don't ever think that just because the game is only 20 bucks, that it's not something that has a lot of depth or, doesn't give you a bang for your buck because i don't know if you love platforming games i don't know if you could do better than this like well, in terms of content right now it's especially worth it if you have an xbox it's currently yeah. free yeah it's free on so uh, games I've, for gold this it month. Isn't. it's downloaded yes. and i'm 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 gonna give it a shot in a couple of days um, do it yeah because you know and it, I, it won, I didn't uh, expect to, i didn't expect it to have that much of a shelf life the way it did because it came yeah. out earlier in the year but nobody has stopped talking about it and it has survived on people's top five lists so i gotta give it a shot yeah um for those who are wondering like if you're <clears throat> not someone who enjoys a lot of pain in terms of gameplay you know really often having to be like it, it's a game that requires perfection of you in many like for long periods um if you're not that guy if you just want the story um, I know Jeff's son, we were wondering how he was being this game, and I called him out. I was oh, like, yeah? let, me, let me look at the options here. I was like, yep, because there is an option on there to basically help you see the story. So if you're one of those people that likes the more narrative thing going on, there is that option for you. So, you know, if you know anyone who's gone through depression, I've, I've known people personally who have. I'm lucky I've never really had that. I think in my mind, I hope I never do. But I think this game gives a good perspective of maybe what it feels like, at least to some degree, you know, like I, I have to believe the people who wrote this game, they either know people who have suffered from it or who they themselves have overcome it and are managing it still today. So, yeah, very nice, dude. Mm -hmm. That's just, it's just one I'd never played, but I know that like John said, when you hear people talk about it, it gets praise. Yeah. And I think in some circles, people are saying it's their game. Uh, was it up for Game of the Year on the Game Awards? I believe oh, yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah, it was. yeah, it was nominated pretty much all the sites have yeah. nominated at least. John, you're numero three. Number three, boy. Oh. <laughs> wow. Whoa. <laughs> wow. Well, Whoa. I know what number one is now. <laughs> God of War is number three. Look, let me let me be very clear here. Whoa! We're now in the realm of top three. And to me, the three games that are in my top three are like the Holy Trinity. I, I can probably tell you that on any given day, these games have been flipping in and out but as of, right of, now. of position. As of right now, look, I laminated it. I can't change it now. <laughs> 
<laughs> See, that was a bit, and it worked. It is. It's good Thanks. stuff. So, yeah. But this this game is truly, truly special. It is from the from the art design. I've never seen a game. One one of the things that one of the first things I heard about this game when it had when it was almost complete was the idea that the camera never cuts in this game. And this is you can make this a thirty hour game. It never cuts, and I thought, Some of how us is made that fifty-hour experience? Sure, how is how is that possible? I I don't understand how that's even remotely possible, but there it was, and you get so immersed in it that it's easy to forget that that's some, you know, it, it's it's, it's easy thing. to dismiss yeah. that as some sort of non-technical achievement, but it really is. In fact, uh, Corey Bar- Barlog <laughs> wanted to do that for. The, the remake of Tomb Raider. Fresh off his Street Fighter World Tour. Right. So, but not only that, the the very first moments of this game, and if you, if you hearken back with me, I was immediately hooked by simply the act of Kratos chopping down a tree. It wasn't the fact that he chopped it down. It was the way... He chopped it down. If you notice that you last, feel like you should tra- chop that last, that last chop, he was ex. He was releasing sorrow and anger and hurt, and you could already tell the game didn't tell you right off the bat what happened. Yeah, you can tell that Kratos is in pain by just the just the sound that comes out of his mouth the when he makes that final chop that cuts that tree down. I know that's it might be a silly thing to remember, but it immediately launched the game into this higher level storytelling that I have not seen since The Last of Us. Mm. That being said, um, this game also, it's see, the way I'm talking about this game, you're almost thinking to yourself, why isn't it your number one? But the, the relationship with Kratos and his son really affected me in an, in an interesting way. I've never, um, I've never had, I don't, I don't have any biological children. I have a stepson and a lot of people, Sean, I think you can relate to what it is to have a stepchild, some, Mm -hmm. someone you, you choose to commit to someone you choose to love. And people argue that you choose regardless of whether it's biological or not, you know, but this person that you are partly responsible for and you have the, how do I say you have the disadvantage of not being able to connect with that child the way that their biological parents do. And let me be specific. His mannerisms. He'll mm-hmm. never have my mannerisms. He'll never have that biological connection that reminds you of that parent. So it's been yeah. a, it's always been a challenge for me. And I think we do great. I think we have a great relationship but the the difficulties I related to the difficulties of Kratos connecting with his son I can and see that, that detachment the way the way I've the way it's not always been easy connecting with Aiden mm-hmm. and it just it made me relate to him in a way that you know you could never say over the past fifteen years of gaming. I relate to Kratos. You know what I mean? Right. Something you would never this, ever this, think. Except for that time you painted yourself white with a red stripe down your. your there was that time <laughs> yeah. you called a VP the the God of War, and you had to end him. That's right. But look, one of the one of the downsides of this game, not because of the game itself, it's 
you know, everybody before this game was like Kratos, this blah, you know, people, I think this game, unfortunately have turned the previous games, which one and two were both games of the year. People forget this. Yeah. Have just sort of made these games. It's almost like this game was apologizing for the, you know, for Kratos past that kind of thing. But it works. But it does, but it does. That's the brilliance of it works so well. And the director of this game was actually integral in the previous games. Yeah, um, yeah. from two on, I yeah. believe. He might have been on the first one, but he wasn't like the major guy. Yeah, and I get, and look, I gotta say, that axe, man. Yeah, that axe is that, ba. That axe is that bad axe. axe. You have to wonder if that <laughs> game. See what you did there. If that <laughs> game, for a second. if that game had would have worked as well, you have to imagine that everything was hinging on that axe. Well, I was—I thought you were going to say if it worked, if it would have worked with the uh, Blades of Chaos. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Turns out, oh, right. that, and I plus, guess. plus, <laughs> we could say that now. Plus, <laughs> you're just—you—you you, you go through this game with constant jaw-dropping moments, and just when you think you—you have—you've right? seen it all, you see something. Yeah, it's constantly surprising you. Um, I think it's deserving of every accolade it's gotten this year. For sure. Um, pound for pound from a technical critical perspective it belongs on anybody's game of the year list mm-hmm. yeah so it's very nice take that to heart Sean yeah what was your number three uh, my Trace number- <laughs> Trace oh yeah Trace three let's see what you so my number three was uh, surprise a PlayStation exclusive Spider-Man I'm not going to pull a John and make, uh, you know, something that... I don't do that to you. I want <laughs> you to say it. Oh. Um, do you think you know? Tetris Effect? Yeah. No, I don't. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, this game, I don't know how to... I'm, I'm going to fail terribly at putting into words what this game did to me. I know what it did to you because you messaged me or you messaged in a group basically like how you were struggling to beat the last part, but like you were completely enthralled by it. Yeah. So the the game is it's if you read websites and I'm probably going to say something that's similar to it but it's not Tetris like you remember Tetris. Um they on purpose decided to make a game that was uh from a music standpoint very heavy and connecting with you on an emotional level. Um they had they included a journey mode that very specifically um gave you diverse different worlds that you had to go on a journey with. So then they paired the music with the visuals. And when you have that VR headset on, which it's, it's not a VR title, but it's a VR title. If that makes sense, I've played it with or without, you have to play it with your VR headset if you own it. Um, but it takes you on a journey where you literally, um, feel connected to the movement of the tiles that are coming down because the way the song is tied to every move you make, um, the songs on each level don't continue until you hit a certain point. Um, case in point, the last level, it's called metamorphosis and it's the very end of your journey and you're there. So you're turning into this thing of, I guess, like your soul, your being, your conscience, whatever you want to call it. And, um, it starts off the songs playing as you turn your tiles, it's, it's going with it. You hit a certain point, bing, the song continues you hit the next point, bing, and then finally, when you when you do what you got to do, um, it's a it's you, somebody said euphoric before, eureka. Um, I literally put my hands up 
because I could not. I it it felt like a a serious did accomplishment. They stay there, um, and then as you sit there, <laughs> they did. And I just Sorry. watched at what happened. Um, the games of the game really hinders on the fact that we're all connected, all of us. Um, that we sometimes forget that. Mm-hmm. Um, we're all in our busy day and we're all doing our thing, but we're all connected. As a matter of fact, the first level, I believe the song, some of the lyrics literally say we're all connected. Um, but it was, it was absolutely amazing. And upon actually completing that final level, it instantly catapulted from out of the top five to immediately. Do I take this all the way to number one? Where does it feel right? And I flip flopped, um, Astrobot in this game because of the VR titles. Um, I, I didn't want to saturate my top five with VR titles, but this game made an impact on me from a gaming standpoint that I didn't expect a Tetris title to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I can't tell you. I, as soon as this this soundtrack becomes available for purchase, which it's not, mm-hmm. I mean, you can go listen to it on YouTube and kind of experience that journey. Yeah, that's why I I'm do. buying it immediately because that's how awesome I think it is. I thought about you with this game a lot because, like, I was wondering, you know, was it a game that you were just gonna kind of like play? It? a bit and then do the review and yeah Yeah, like or if it was and then when you messaged about that i was like okay you know and i I figured like this would be the kind of game that grab you just because you know knowing you and edm and how much you enjoy it now i was like as i was preparing the music episode trying to pick the right one i was like well this is a love letter to sean (laughs) (laughs) and it may be that it's just a sean game i don't know um again i'll bring up darren not one i've read uh, uh, Eurogamer, this was their game of the year that was released recently. It's an amazing story. Yeah, it's it's um, so dope. The dude. fact the fact that this game probably probably one of the most, if not the most influential game of all time, has been redefined yeah. and catapulted into popularity. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of plagiarizing a little bit from something from a theme from kind of funny was doing when they were doing their their game of the year list. I don't know if you heard the, that episode, but they're talking about this year being the year of impossible. Hmm. Well, I'm gonna good I'm gonna I'm gonna remake um, God of War and just change it, change it forever. Well, that's a, you can't do that. That's impossible. They did it. Well, I want to I, I want to make this superhero game, and this is what I want. You can't do that. That's mm. not going to work. That's impossible. I want to take a 30 year old game. And redefine it for a new generation. What do you want to do? It's Tetris. You can't do that. That's impossible. And I feel like even with Celeste, I want to, I want to, I want to make people connect with the concept of a mental disability through a platformer game. You can't do that. That's impossible. That's kind of what the theme. Credit to Kind of Funny for coming up with that concept. But that's kind of what 2018 was for a lot of games. That's fair. I I highly recommend Tetris Um, for some some of my friends. Um, when they put their VR headset on, their their PlayStation immediately recognized the VR headset was on. Yeah. For me, I had to push a button like mm. on the, on the screen that says VR so mode like, on, <laughs> and then it turns into oh my god, yeah. And it's a with that headset on, it is a fully immersive, whole other experience. Um, that again, don't take this as just another Tetris. I think you'll be sliding yourself on a possible memorable experience that you'll have with a game that. I think is like John said, it, they made the impossible possible. I think I love it. I, I'm really glad that the uh, creator of this game has done many games that I think have always been cult favorites. Mm-hmm. Like in before you had the guitar heroes and all that blow up, 
this dude's games, Res, Luminous, all that. Luminous, that, dude. That was, I've heard some good things about Luminous. Yeah, Luminous is the jam. That was what started the music game <laughs> genre, like or took it to a place of artistic place that you just did not see anywhere else. Um, and even a couple of years ago, Child of Eden um, yeah. was really good. Yeah. Um, so I'm really glad that this dude is finally getting a game that seems to be on the platform of VR is financially successful yeah. in an achievement. And then also to the point where, as we know, like one game of the year for your gamer, I think it was nominated for IGN's game of the year. I don't know about any of the other sites, but I want to say Polygon had in their top 10 as well when I was looking at their stuff. So I'm just, so, I'm yeah. thrilled for them. And I keep saying, I, I'm jealous that I have to wait to play this on Oculus. And look, and I, and you mentioned all the sites Hopefully. that had it listed <laughs> on whatever, whatever. And the game awards, I remember it was listed <clears throat> as the, VR game of the year. And Astrobot, yeah. I think it's funny. I think Astrobot kind of deserves that nod, if you will. Uh, but I easily could have saw Tetris winning once you complete Tetris and see what mm-hmm. it all has to offer. And then even away from the journey mode, it has the the classic Tetris challenges that you can mm-hmm. do. It has weekend events. It has a community. The main area board from the start menu has the world. Yeah, and you see everybody who's playing on their levels and their little icons cool. floating around. It's it try it tries to show you that we're all connected from this place. So I hope he uh, comes back and next does like a pong effect. How cool would that be, right? <laughs> just pong to thumping beats, and you just see the little <laughs> thing. <laughs> if if they could make it so that it pulsed perfectly every time it was hitting, like, and that was how each level was. Well, you know how you perfect. just said that. Mm-hmm. If you can imagine the yeah, that's the, how it is with Tetris, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like if you if you could picture that beat as soon as it hit the pong, John, the ball. Yeah, that's how that that that's how they nailed Tetris like that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> but not all of them are that kind of music. It's it's, it's very like, boom, boom. No, there was boom, a there was a tune boom. that Chris played for the show. And yeah, it's the one from the trailer. Something about yeah. being connected. Yeah. Beautiful song. To me, very the beautiful. to me the best song in the game was the song for Metamorphosis. I, that was the other one when I was looking for him because there, there was like one that I really liked, but it was like nine minutes long. The yeah, only version I could find of it, yeah. And I was just like, "Well, we're not about to take a nine-minute journey." But that, that the Metamorphosis <laughs> one talks basically in, in a really brief overview about why don't you? If I'm with you, how can you not do anything? Mm. You can do everything. There you go. It's nice it's to the heart. Yeah, mm. we're on number twos, guys. Uh, my number two is probably no shock. It's it's also boy. <laughs> yeah. So you by default, ladies and gentlemen, you should know his number one. Now. Yeah. If I think you don't, I think eh. ever pretty much told everyone <laughs> what my number one was. I did. Look, I will say this. I went back and forth on it. I really gave it a hard thought. Um, I did not just want to be like here because, I mean, I I don't know how you guys put your list together. You know, Sean, definitely to you, it really feels like what I just threw darts at a list connects <laughs> to you, and that's cool. I'm one of those people that I very much, when I try to do these things, I separate myself away from my biases of like what I personally prefer. Like the game, like for instance, as I said the funnest thing for me this year was Spider Man. But to me, I, w- I take these things from a critical standpoint, and I say, given everything that's going in, where does this thing belong in terms of achievement? That's what it means to me. And as John alluded to, like, yeah, I'm one of them guys. I was one of them guys when God of War 3 finished. I was like, I would be fine if I never picked up another game with Kratos. If this is how it's going to be from now on, I've had enough. You know, it's not to say it's bad. It's just like 
I've done enough of this kind of character with this kind of gameplay that I don't need that negativity in my life. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's just, it, it's like anything, like when there are certain types of genres that I think after a while they play themselves out. Guitar Hero is a perfect example. It's not that Guitar Hero got bad, right? It's just that you're like, after a while, you're just like, okay, I've had enough. I, I don't need to keep doing this game every single year till eternity. But Rock um, Band, why did it have to go away? Yeah. Still, it came back though. But it's, it's still, it's, uh, yeah. But yeah, not to get off topic. Yeah. Ahead. So when this game came <laughs> out, it, you know, I wasn't overly hyped on it. When we did our most anticipated for 2019, it wasn't on my list. I think it was on both your all's list. Um, I have to say it blew me away just how much it captured me to a point of like, you know, when I did the music last week, I specifically picked, I picked a song from the beginning, the very first song to the song that you hear when you finally go get those blades of chaos, which is like the most unforgiven Clint Eastwood moment. I think I've ever experienced in a video game, like opening that freaking chest up and then the deep, Oh, you know, that, that theme comes in. <laughs> dude, that's his new, uh, dude. Think about like when you get the, when you get, the, oh. when you get the master sword, right? Yeah. yeah. It's, the it's, force, yes, it's, it's, it's very, level. yeah. You're like, you know, you all thought, I was BA with that axe. Now you all done messed up. Now it's, now it's <laughs> yeah, going down. Now it's going down. Uh, and then finally to, you know, the beautiful, um, more, it, it's a very different tone when you finally do get to the end of this game and that summit at the very end, uh, you know, all of a sudden it's mysterious and you're wondering where is this going to go from here on out? Like that full range at never once from a narrative, from a story and you know, from a character perspective, dropped the ball, in my opinion. You know, there's there's little things we can nitpick about this. Like, I think John has done before where he said, like, yeah, the open world, you know, compared to the other open worlds I played this year, it is a little bit, you know, not really an open world. It's just a place you're walking around and then things show up and you fight them. And that's about it outside of a couple characters. But I'm totally fine with it because when it finally decides to say something to you, whether it be you're on the boat and the head is telling you a story to the actual cutscenes where you are getting the true narrative. Everything feels meaningful. Everything is delivered with perfection and it's all vital to listen to. Yeah. Um, I had a blast, you know, it was a game even after I beat it, I wasn't sure if I was going to platinum it, but I had to, you know, the way it ends, I was like, I have to get this out to perfection to be able to say, you know, I am truly a god of war. And, and again, yeah. it, I have not felt that way with Kratos probably since I would say the second game. You know, the yeah. third one lost me big, but this one won me back. And now I'm like, I let PlayStation 5 please come out because yeah. I know they're not no. putting out the next one until then. Yeah. And I really want to play this. Yeah, that's awesome. Dude. <laughs> one, of, one of my favorite little pieces that are so brilliant in the game's design is is how in, in the many different ways this game sucks you in. Like, for example, when you're riding around in that boat, you've got somewhere to go. Yeah. You go up to the shore, you don't get out yet mm-hmm. because you want to hear the rest of that story that, that he's telling you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like you get out of the boat, you get back in, he continues the story, but you're so enthralled in what the guy's telling you because he's telling you basically all the Nordic mythology out there. You just sit in that boat. Just, just a, you just just twenty more seconds. Yeah. yeah. Then you go and do your mission. It's just it, beautiful art design. Yeah. It um, is. 
and the fact that it felt it felt kind of you remember when when Samwise and Frodo were going to take the ring to the mountain and it was just right there. Oh, yeah. Sam! <laughs> but they had to go through that, but it was just right there. Yeah. Um, and, and he was and all they, like, and he was all like, don't you leave him, Samwise Gamgee. And, and I don't mean to. I can't you, carry the ring, but I can't carry you. At one point, you're literally on the mountain so close to the summit, yeah. but then you have to go do this whole other thing. Yeah. I love that. That, yeah. that. that entire world, that adventure is just, it's just right all around you, but you get a, you get just in everything and it's just plus glorious. inside that mountain you're like i'm in the mines of moria it felt ish. it felt yeah. exactly like or that. shoot when that freaking dragon breaks through dope i mean oh, i like when the boy says you ever killed something that big he's like well uh, that's pretty small kid <laughs> yeah. yeah it's like that's nothing <laughs> but yeah um i think it's now i think it's probably the best exclusive that playstation's ever made um in terms of exclusive games on any console, it's up there all time for me. I mean, I know you guys are a Nintendo fanboy, so you're going to say Zelda, but um, I mean, it's like a Zelda, a Halo. Um, yeah, it's. I mean, there. no, it's it's surpassed Halo but by no, far. Well, I mean, as much as I love Halo too, the Uncharted, the Uncharted series was the pinnacle of their yeah their core franchise. Now it's suddenly been replaced by God of War. Yeah, I mean, like, Who, it, but that's the thing, impossible. Who would ever think that God of War would become their marquee franchise? Now? Watch them bring back Uncharted in like 10 years and you get the, oh, <laughs> like he's taking out the pistols of a box and he's like, come on, Sully, we're going to go rob things. Sully's coming with his crane. Yeah, his crane is a walker. Yeah. I said, Nate, no. <laughs> so many times I heard that in the last one. Um, John, what's your number deuce? My number two is Marvel's. Oh my yeah. god, Spider Man! I now know John's number one. Do you? <laughs> I, I knew as soon as he said God of War, I knew it was number one. I, I kind of thought so too. <laughs> See, this is the this is the one of the crazy things about the top three list. Every time <clears throat> when God of War came out, I'm like, "There's no way anything can beat God anything of War. can beat this." Then comes Spider Man, and I'm sitting there going, "Nothing can beat this." Let me tell you about Spider Man. Spider Man, as you would say, yeah. I love the idea. That this is not an origin story, For because sure. people have finally learned that there's so much more you can do with a story and a character mm-hmm. if he's already that person or if she is already that person. This guy, Peter Parker, in this game has been, I think, Spider-Man for eight years or something like that. Yeah, he's like in his mid twenties. Yeah. So the only reason I say how effective that is is the ending. We all talk about that moment. I won't spoil it, but that moment. No which I think is the same moment, that moment that made me break down and cry. He's faced with this, what would seem to be, from a human standpoint, this impossible choice. Yeah. Yeah. And then you would expect to see another cutscene where he's contemplating this choice. But he's been Spider-Man for eight years. He doesn't think about what the right choice is. He knows what the right choice is. Yeah. And that's what made it so powerful. You would think that giving you that additional cutscene with these dialogues about contemplating what the right decision is. No, he already knew it. And the fact that he already knew it mm-hmm. yeah. made it even harder for him. Yeah. That I, uh, was a special moment because of the way that they understood the character. He's done this. He's been Spider-Man for eight years. This is a no-brainer. This isn't complicated. See, I took that as a little bit different when I watched that scene, I guess. Because, like, I took it as, like, he was battling in his mind. He knows what the right choice is, and he wants to make it. 
but it's like literally the one scenario where I think he would, if the person Possibly just not. asked him, yes. like yes. said, do it, like that would be the only thing to break him. But because mm-hmm. of who the character is, you know that character knows what the right choice yeah. is. And that's why it makes them so perfect for each other. You're like, yes, of course, of course that's a decision they're going to make. Of course mm-hmm. it is. And yeah. God did now. Dude, and while you're in the middle of talking about your number two, I'm going to go ahead and say it's my number two as well. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> because so, yeah. we're gonna, we need to talk about it while yeah, we're doing yeah, it. of course. Um, the game starts off. Me, think about the first moment. Sean beats Spider-Man <laughs> update list. Um, <laughs> think about the first moment you come in and you have, you're having to fight Fisk. Kingpin yes, yes. from the beginning yes, point of the game. Yes, um, and also it's, in, into the Spider-Verse. And it, yeah, it's it's not it's not necessarily that's not a spoiler because it's one of the first things you're going to do. But you're like, here, these guys are legit. Mm-hmm. And it took me a couple of times to not lose to Wilson Fisk. <clears throat> yeah, I'm coming because I was like, oh, oh okay, we got to get serious. Very much like a a God of War intro or something like that, right? Yeah. Um, well, speaking of God of War, you know, the, one of the last things I said about it when I was talking about the game was that. That that axe mm-hmm. was yeah. like the best part of that gameplay. How can you top this axe? I know how. <laughs> Swinging abilities in this video game. Dope. For sure. Dope. This, I, I, I was so skeptical about Insomniac's, I'm sorry, Insomniac, their ability to pull this off. Mm-hmm. They pulled it off. To where it just became second nature. You didn't even think about the fact that you were swinging across. There was fast travel. Why would you use it? To get the trophy. And the and the and the funny and the funny cutscenes. Yeah. But I've yeah. I've oh never, God. you know, this t- this game t- took took inspiration from the Arkham Asylum series with the combat style and just refined it. I was amazed at how deep. The upgrades, the level ups, the weapons, the types of attacks with your web. He was he was such a versatile, you know, you could have released this game and he had the ability to dodge and attack and swing through the city and people would have still praised this game. Yeah. The fact that they gave this whole other level of the way you approach combat, Mm -hmm. I just thought was just icing on the cake. Um, the different suits kept it fresh all the time. One of my favorite suits was the one that's taken straight out of the comic book page. You were just oh, this, yes, you're you were a just, comic. You were just this comic book illustration. Yeah. Totally it was dope. amazing. And the fact that with each suit or soup with each suit, you could take the ability of another suit and make it that suit's ability. Yes. So you could kind of yes. customize the things. For the you record, like. I take the abilities of different soups all the time and yeah. mix them with our They're suits. amazing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Chicken noodle with potato. What? Have you ever tried it? <laughs> <laughs> and as you swing, I loved how the music kind of starts up. Oh, and yeah. And once yeah, yeah, you start yeah. really swinging through the city, it's For really sure. just straight this Spider-Man thing, Marvel This yeah. thing panders to your childhood fantasies. Yeah. It, you want to be way, Spider-Man. In a way I never experienced. The the scale of the set pieces, <clears throat> when you're fighting in the air and a helicopter's off to the side and you end up <laughs> with that elevator. This is early in the game. When that elevator is fall Elevator. Helicopter. Have I been saying elevator this whole time? You said it mm-hmm. two or three times. This helicopter is falling to the earth, and you finally catch it, and you land on top of it, and it sort of, kind you of know, doing the bounces within the web. These t- even the most basic car chases they turn into these amazing set pieces that would make that would make Naughty Dog drool. And, and, I mean, and, I was just so impressed with Insomniac's ability yeah. to to make this a real thing. 
and not bluff it. They could have, they could have short, so many shortcuts could have been made and people would still been happy with it, but they went, they went full blown and I cannot wait to see what the next one is going to be. I think their biggest thing that has me excited, right? They introduced his rogues gallery, like his core rogues, as far as like just the common villains he fights. Um, and they're there and they don't need too much explanation because you already know them, but there's so many other bigger things as far as his villains that are being alluded to that you're just like, man, they're going to have fun with that when they get to it. For sure. You know? Yeah. And, and the way that there is this like this super team built and you're like, I'm not only going to fight one bad guy, I'm going to end up fighting more than one bad guy. <laughs> and um, the fact that they they had, they did so well, like you mentioned that helicopter scene. So there's scenes where you have to hit L1 and R1 at the same time to spider web these things or L yeah. to kind of shoot spider webs. Or then there's sometimes you have to press X really, really, really fast to do a thing so something doesn't squeeze your head off. And then you're, you're doing, you're, you, you know, you hop into the next thing which you're flying around the city on your spider webs. And then all of a sudden you're fighting this mob of, saber soldiers that are just ridiculously hard and they're flying and they're shooting things at you. And then all of a sudden you hop into the side piece of a, a building and it's like a little picturesque kind of like view mm-hmm. of you fighting. That's so, so cool. And then, like you said, you had the layers of the suits, the story add the elements of MJ and like you're communicating with her as she's doing oh, something. Man. I was about or, to say, yeah. Or, or the intro of miles and, and him to the entire Spider-Man game. They didn't quit. They gave you a new game plus. They gave you DLC. There's tons of side missions to do. DLC is fun too. I've started um, it. You're fine. You got backpacks. You got you got the uh, backpacks. Pictures to take. You got tons of things to do. It's a shoot. It's a, it's a even, after you, yeah. even after you beat the game and you have everything, there are 50 hidden locations in the world that they're just there throughout the world. You know, like you'll see them as you play, but they're so cool and interesting. Like, and you can only see them on the map. If you uh, have this one suit uh, skill on and you just happen to be in the area, you'll see it pop up. And when you go find these things, they're they're hilarious sometimes to look at. Is well, that the, the crazy trophy thing? one? Uh, I think places? it might be for the um, pictures for when they expanded it. Oh, okay. Yeah. The crazy thing, like you were talking about MJ's character, any other developer, another credit to Insomniac, any other developer would have taken a secondary character like that. Because, you know, some games throw in secondary uh, secondary characters for little side missions and and they're just the worst yeah. parts of the game. These were not I'm not saying they were the best parts of the but game they but they were, made them they made sense story-wise. Th- this this game really cared about its side characters. It cared about Aunt May, it cared about MJ, it cared about um Miles. Miles. Miles, but it also cared about um, J. Jonah Jameson. Oh, yeah. The role he played in this game, he yeah. kept me laughing the whole time. It yeah. also felt crazy like crazy things he would say. It and felt the, like a perfect evolution for him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, this whole game felt like a perfect evolution. It and it understood when to be serious, and it understood when to not be serious. It was that perfect balance of taking itself seriously, hitting those hard moments in the story, drawing out that emotion, but then it had those moments where it knew where to pull back mm-hmm. and let mm-hmm. you enjoy yourself. Yeah. And that it reached that perfect balance. And when I, when I was first playing it and I was going after backpacks and things like that, I was like, Oh no. Mm-hmm. Oh no. But it's so There's, not. Oh no. It, it's th- this, this <laughs> game is going to be such a fetch quest, shallow content, but it was the opposite of that. Complete opposite. Because these backpacks were showing you. And Chris was talking about this, I think in the music episode, 
he was talking about the backpacks and how it was fun and interesting that these backpacks were opening up things from your past. I remember when I was fighting the lizard and, you know, this thing reminds me of that. And then, or even just like the status of him and MJ going into this game, you get a clear perspective of why things are where they are. And you can tell they cared about that world. Mm -hmm. They didn't just, they didn't just drag and drop a, a New York city into it. You, it's a, it's a world where the Avengers exist. It's a world where you see um, what's what's her name that Marvel show uh, detective. What's her name? Oh, Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones yeah. is in this world. You see her detective agency there. Mm-hmm. All these locations that you photograph. What's it called? Doctor world, Strange. Yeah, uh, I believe the Baxter. No, they were originally going to put the Baxter building in. They had to take it out because of the Fox stuff. Yeah. In so many different yeah, super, <laughs> in so many different, it, it embraced the concept of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's yeah. a different, it's its own thing, but it, but no longer do we have these superhero movies that exist where the only hero in the world is Blade. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's super cool. And plus, it had amazing. the Daily Bugle, dude. Oh yeah. <laughs> More importantly, they found a way to put Taskmaster into a game, and I was amazed that worked. Yeah, it was like it was Taskmaster. Fun. Wow, it was like the coolest. Looking basic superhero or supervillain. It's it's it's. I, I said it before. I'll say it again. This game is why I play video games for yeah. these moments. You're, and, and Funnest it, game for sure. And it's and it's 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 kind of weird that we all feel that way. Chris said he had a ton of fun playing it. It's the people's game. It's all that. Um, but we all have different. I mean, we ones. saw here in our comments and uh, the emails. Yeah. Everyone. Who I think played this game in twenty? I mean, even the one guy who said, "I this is my game of the year." I think it was like Call of Duty or whatever, and he said, "You know, but that's probably because I don't have a PS4. I feel like if I did, it would have been Spider Man." <laughs> you know, that should tell you how yeah. people feel about this thing. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I guess we're we're finally there. Did you have? Was that all you had? Or? Oh, no, yeah. we, we. I think we both bounced off. Okay. I went to my little rant a little bit about all the things it offers. It is. It is. It is a top-notch game, and mm-hmm. if you haven't played it, I have a friend uh, who who got it. Uh, well, uh, Ryan Leaf has two copies because his kids got the Spider-Man PlayStation for Christmas. He hasn't played it. Yeah, and I had another friend who had it. And he was like, oh, "I'll get to it." <laughs> well, as he Slate? saw me, no, uh, Adam. Oh, okay, Cam, yeah. So now he's into it, and he's yeah, like, I was about to say, I'm surprised Dude, he backpacks. That. I'm like, bro, you have no, no idea. idea. That was the other thing I really <laughs> liked was with those collectibles, because, yeah, I had the same fear that you did first, mm-hmm. even though, like, until I started looking, I was like, these are cool. But what I liked was that they kind of, they layered all these collectibles and activities. Like, they don't, it's not like an Assassin's Creed game. Yeah, I like that, too. Yeah, like where Assassin's Creed is just like, here's the board, man. Go go yeah. find what you need. Yeah, uh, It's like, no, 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 no. Let's let's focus on this right now, and then when we get to this point in the story, we'll open this up, and now you can do it. So you have a choice if you want to be the person that just goes gung ho through the story, and then does the collectibles layer that's there. But it kind of felt like because of the fact that there wasn't so much on the map at at the beginning, I was more inclined to go do those things because I was like, oh well, this is all I've got to do. Then let's get that Wait, out of the way. Peter Parker slash Spider Man actually at some point said, hey. Uh, I got a minute. I probably should go clean up some of the other things going on in the city. Yeah. And that was the game's way of saying, here, if you want that opportunity, fine. Um, I found out really quick that it really only wanted you to go try to do one thing. Mm-hmm. And then it would continue with the main story if you wanted. But it was its way of saying, we know there's this stuff here. Go kind of do it if you want to. But we're going to get right back to the main story. and We'll get you there when we need you. Yeah. Super cool. So Yeah. Loved it. 
Uh, numero uno. Yeah. I feel like you're the only one right now. I'm like, okay, I think I know what it will be, but um, <clears throat> you don't know. Yeah, I guess there's. You did say something earlier. It makes me go. Huh. Um, Things that make you. Go, I already know what oh. his number one is. I know what my. No, everyone knows what my freaking number one is. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we'll just get to it. Uh, Red Dead Redemption Two. Ah, the second best selling game of the year. For now, for now, <laughs> you don't want to see those December numbers. The years is over. We don't know. We're we're waiting on December's MPD, yeah. and then we'll have an idea. And then we'll finalize a bet. Yeah, it will. won't settle it. Why? Because that's North America. Yeah, we could. Well, I mean, we're we gonna but do we that? said just we said, saying. We said before, though, when we made the bet, we said we would just go off MPD because it was the one thing that we had. And I have no problem saying okay. that. You know, I, I'm sure you're right. You're right. If we went worldwide, I could make an argument that maybe that's what pulls it out for it. <laughs> Pull out. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> but, uh, but I'm willing to sell it. But regardless of sales, I mean, I don't know. How, how can you be if you're Red Dead? You just made a traditional Western-based like drama game. That goes on for 40 plus hours and it is easily, you know, as John said, it's the second, at least going to be the second best selling game of 2018. If you told people that 10 years ago when they made the first one, you would have been laughed at. And I think it's just a testament to how good these games are. Like Red Dead to me, Rockstar in general, they take their time. They have all the money in the world. And the worst thing that can happen with that is that, you know, when you have all the money in the world, you just try to push things out. No, they, you know, I think they could make this game in three years if they wanted to, but no, they're not going to do that. They're going to make sure everything. <laughs> yeah. They like extra long lunches. Yeah. Breaks. Abusing their employees. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, there was just so many moments in this game with Arthur Morgan's tale that just like kept hitting in the, me and Jeff have shared, you know, we, we've talked a lot about this game and me and him have had a very similar experience in the fact that I know I played in a shorter amount of time than he has, but there's a truth like where I would have to go away from red dead for a couple of days. Right. And you would think a game that is slow and lumbering like this, you're like, ah, it's going to be a pain to get back into this, you know, like, especially after like playing NBA 2k or Spider-Man or whatever, like that for a couple of days to go back to that, the juxtaposition, you think it would be a, a chore but every time i put that game on and i just ride around for five minutes i'm just like dear god this game is just a portrait it's like a beautiful art portrait of the old west it takes i've never seen a triple a game take what i love about western genre and drama films in general and do that for 60 hours and it work like that is the achievement to me that you do that like you're like this isn't going to be high action gameplay every five seconds yeah guess what fast travel pretty non-existent in this world but you know what everywhere you go in this in this world there will be a story and it will be worth your time if you want to check it out and if you don't go do something else and that will be worth your time checking out whether it's hunting these legendary beasts fishing for legendary fish uh going in just trying to hit out the little mansion houses like that, like the little outlets you could find. I mean, like I had probably about the closest thing to freaking, um, what's a, I hear banjo is playing deliverance. <laughs> I had a deliverance moment in this game and it was creepy as anything. And when I got my revenge on those, they felt it and I felt it personally. <laughs> and you, they and you, did. You, you have a guy who comes up and says, Hey, here's a treasure map. I can't keep going. Do you want to keep going with it? Yeah. Cause if you do give me some money and it's yours and you're like, 
do I just shoot you? Like, what do I do right now? And, and to its credit is being a prequel, you know, <laughs> I would say about a fourth of the way or not a fourth, but like after there's six main chapters in the game. I think after chapter four, you have a clear idea where this is going. And if you know, there's an app blog, which I did, I was like, okay, I have a good, really good idea where this is really going to end up, which kind of tells me this and this didn't matter that I knew all those things because it was just so well done. And I mean this, like, you know, we talked about the scene at the end of Spider-Man made me tear up. The one that got me in red dead came out of nowhere. Like it just came out of nowhere. Like there's a moment where he sits down and he has a conversation with a minor character. Yeah, you mentioned that is, on the review, is, yeah. Yeah, is the most memorable thing I think I've ever seen in a video game. Like, I've I've sat here nights since then and pulled that scene up, and it still makes me water. Because, like, how well he delivers those lines to it. Like, you feel, I was like, I feel like that every day of my life at times. You know, I, I'm not in his situation. But, like, there are moments where he's talking about that where I'm like, there's there's this idea that's going on of like you know where you're going and you just go what he the line is basically he just says what am i gonna do now and the when you when he's looking at this character in his heart it's just like it hits you you're like this is every single person i think at some point in their life i hug you dude and it just got to me (laughs) um but you know I, I highly recommend it. I mean, I know some people don't like slow moving games and that's if that's your problem, you know, I've had games where that's hit me, but it was for different reasons. This was purpose and it wasn't purpose just to be like making an excuse for the game. It was purpose in the way of like, no, the West is slow. Yeah. It's that's not exactly fast. what I was gonna say. This game's only slow because you're on a horse and not in a Ferrari. Yeah, guess what? Riding across the Great Plains is not something that's very quick. It's just not. But the whole entire thing, if anyone's ever watched a Western, is that you're trying to get from A to B, and you have no idea what's going to occur in there. No, and Unforgiven, half the movie is is them traveling to that town. Yeah. Dude, and then plus with travel, when you can hit cinematic mode. Yeah. And it literally is like watching a movie while you're playing a video game. When you go to the north part of this, and you're just standing out on these cliffs, and you can see the huge mountains in the background, it's... It looks so freaking real. I'm like, I want to drive to Yosemite Park. I want to go to that now. I uh, want to see all is that. Is it open, though? <laughs> Not at the moment. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's... Alcatraz you, is open. You can't, you, you, can't, you can't deny Red Dead and its greatness and... Yeah, all that. So I, I, you know, those I just guys love are that it wasn't a secret on Chris's no, number there one. Is, no, there is no. I, I rag Chris about Red Dead mm-hmm. because it's been fun. Yeah. to do that, you know, because he's he's, he's kind of did been, it to himself. Yeah, but there honest. is no way I can honestly tell you with a straight face that had I played this game, it wouldn't be in my top five. That's a stupid thing to say. We don't. Yeah, yeah. it's a stupid thing to claim. I mean, you played Doom one time and it was your game of the year. Oh so. God, Doom two. Is I'm com- sorry. Is it coming Eternal. out? Is it coming out? This I year it's were, supposed uh, to. Is it a, well, you is, saw the news the other day about um, the composer for Doom, right? What did he do? Something he's, about it's all... Uh, he's currently hiring a, uh, a metal-based yeah. orchestra. Or no, a uh, choir is what he's looking for. So. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone's like, huh, I wonder what uh, he's composing right now. <laughs> I've watched that demo from E3 mm-hmm. so many times. I'm amazed at what that thing does. I don't That's need, what I'm she like, said. <laughs> but yeah, I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it. Going, I don't think I could do that. But yeah, um, 
I don't care when you play this, John, but you're doing yourself a, a disservice as someone who I know loves the West. You need to play these two I games. I believe you. I do. Yeah. I, 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 and then spend. you need to go watch Ken Burns the West. Hey, and and if, then you need to. If you don't, I'll say this to you, too. If you don't want to purchase the game, you can borrow my game because I have a physical oh, copy. Oh, that's, that's not the issue. No, no. I mean, I'm just saying. If, I appreciate that. Not, I might. I might I'm not that. implying that you don't have money or that. It's just like I've got a copy. When you want to play it, you can borrow it. Just promise me whatever you do in your life, you never let Dutch try to sell you on the idea he has a plan. But it's not real. Don't turn down a Dutch rudder. Wait, what? 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 Whoa. Or a double Dutch whoa. rudder. Whoa. whoa. Um, John, we're at the two yeah. hour mark. Tell it's us not even important. Tell, us, uh, tell us about Assassin's Creed. John. Yeah, tell us about Assassin's Creed. Well, Odyssey. Celeste. <laughs> I played it last night, game of the year. So, Assassin's Creed Odyssey is my game of the year. Um, I think people have sort of smelled that, known that, felt that. For it, the for world is right when an Assassin's Creed is John's game of the year. I mean, it makes sense, right? Yeah. <laughs> this game is. Um, let me let me. I was listening to um, if if you listen to kind of funny, and I've been doing that a lot lately. Uh, Greg Miller, his number two game of the year was Assassin's Creed Odyssey. His number one, I think, was God of War. But the That's game, the game <laughs> that he always kept coming back to and talking about was Assassin's Creed Odyssey. So in my opinion, and you know, Assassin's Creed Odyssey is his real game of the year. It's the one that's right here in his heart. It's not. It's right there. <laughs> and that's kind of how I think of this game. Like I told you, this is like the holy trinity of games for me. Any number one of them, any number of them, sorry, could have could have hit the top at any point in time. This is my game of the year because one, one thing that Greg Miller said and hopefully in 2019 I can figure out if this is true. He said it's the heir apparent to The Witcher 3. Now, Chris is probably like shaking his head like, He's what is that? That's negative. That's not what I'm saying. Is the heir That's apparent what he to said. Uh, Assassin's Creed Origin. I will give it that. <sighs> yeah, sure. But this game, and, and I've said this before, the best way I can sum this up, I fire up this game and the game opens up and says, hello, Mr. Baron, what would you like to do today? Would you like to sail your boat? Would you like to kill some mercenaries? Would you like to hunt down gods? Would you like to visit the city of Atlantis? Would you like to hunt down this cult? Would you like to go have sex with everybody in the Greek world? Would you like to do the main story? It was just the, the the versatility and choices. And look, some might criticize the fact that there was way too much in this game. But I think that was, to steal a phrase from Chris, I think that was by design. Um, this game is just everything I didn't know. I'll point that out again. Everything I didn't know I wanted in an Assassin's Creed game. Some of the things were weaker than others, but I can tell you one of the more engaging things, almost more engaging than the story itself and finishing finishing the main story, I desperately was bloodthirsty for the cults of cosmos. Mm. I wanted these that was probably my I favorite wanted part. these people to go down. Yeah. This was almost my main mission for this game. Um in fact, I, I not to get too personal here, but there was I, I got so deep into this game that my wife, actually, Your wife, my wife actually called me out on it. 
not specifically for playing this game, but for saying, and, and, and look, there were other reasons for it, but she was like, you are really withdrawn from your family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I had to, I was at the point where I had to actually check myself and sort of pull back from this game because it was just, should have looked there. It was just consuming me. Should have looked there and just gone back away. D Walker. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> Go and back I, to a it, dark it looked, corner. I'm wondering, and this is, this could be legitimate. I'm wondering, it's, it's one of the games that, I actually started this game three times because I couldn't really figure out if I was happy with which w- with either of the character I was going with. In retrospect, I wish I had gone with with her. And that's and that alludes to my point. I'm wondering if this game was amazing for some mm-hmm. and not so amazing for others because of the difference, the caliber of the performance of those two actors. Cassandra is my favorite character, hands down, since Ezio. Mm-hmm. You care about her. Everything she she brings a, a personality and a playfulness to the role that hasn't. Everybody else has been more stoic and serious. It, this uh, just the options, the combat. This is the best combat Assassin's Creed has ever seen. And I've said I said to Chris last year, had I finished Assassin's Creed Origins last year, it would have been in my top five. I still love that game. That game is amazing. This game tops it. In almost every way, I will give. I will I give. <laughs> I will give exception to. I, I won't say that the that the that the ship battles are a waste. Yeah, I think, I think they implement them well, but it proves that if it's not the core element of your game, like Black Flag, for some reason it's not as magical to you. Well, plus, like Black Flags <clears throat> and combat has. Like it has more, yeah. Like it has that. more toys to play with than this. It's like here, it was pretty much like, are you going to fire spears? Or are you firing arrows? That, yeah. That's about it, right? Or yeah. ramming, you know? Yeah. So, which is accurate, to be fair. <laughs> I was obsessed with the Cult of Cosmos. I was obsessed with getting every piece of legendary armor. There were so many aspects of this game that I just obsessed over. And I ran around this world like a crazy person. Mm. It was just, and there are parts of this this world that I haven't even seen yet. That's the crazy thing to me. I, I was able to finish the game. I finished it. There's tons more content already that I'm sort of waiting for it to sort of pile up so I can go back yeah. to it again. But when I do, look out. I was. It, it might be my game of the year next year. I don't know. This game gave me everything I ever ever that I didn't know I wanted, particularly from an Assassin's Creed game. I can't recommend it enough, and, and, and it's even a good jumping point for anybody who's never that's fair been a fan of Assassin's Creed. Um, I will I will say to their credit, um, when I came back to it yeah. because you know I had to put it down before I could be it because apparently everyone decided to release an open world game that month. Um, <laughs> but, uh, when I came back to it, to their credit, one of the complaints I did have was that, you know, there was so much collecting you had to do for resource material, um, towards the end of the game to, to get things maxed out as far as your armor and all that, unless you got them when you were already level, level 50, which was not my case with the armor I wanted to wear. They did two things to fix that. One, they made it so that um, they gave everyone a ton of, like, resource material. So as soon as I logged in the game, I was able to upgrade everything to max level and the armor I liked. But two, they also made it, uh, they added in transmog. So you could, you know, if if there was a style gameplay that an armor set had for you that you enjoyed, which for me was that um, 
it was the uh, what's his face Achilles armor mm-hmm. for for him. Like you could go and not have to wear that if you didn't want to. You could go transmog and put different ones on that you didn't care about because there were some I just it just wasn't my game style yeah. right you know and that's what I like is that freedom yeah plus they so raised they, ra- on that. they raised the level cap to by twenty points it's yeah it like was in, fifty now it's seventy. Mm-hmm. They're adding more mercenaries every day. They are just flooding this game with content. And yeah. it's it's amazing to be an Assassin's Creed fan in 2018 or 2019, rather. So, Shawnee Bear, um, lay it on me. Well, the good, the good news is <clears throat> uh, I, I'm going to go ahead and say that I think had I not had a, a, a mistake with a, a my PlayStation, um, it's very sad that nowhere on my list, even though I have played it a little bit, is Red Dead. Um, because I had to basically start. <laughs> What'd you do? No, like you got soft for a second, and then like all of a sudden you just boomed back in. I like, yeah, I did. That's what yeah. Just uh, but um, I had to basically reinstall everything at a certain point yeah. on my brand new PlayStation. So I haven't even begun to really get deep into Red Dead, but I can't wait. Yeah. Um, my game of the year. Both of you already have on your list. Um, it's you, a, War. It's a PlayStation game. It's God of War. So I, I can't say much more than you guys did. Um, I'll, I I remember uh, the instant impact of your fights. You immediately fought a big, huge guy. You learn how to throw your axe. Then you get back to your hut and you fight that guy with all those tattoos. For the he people, whoops! Isn't you that up. epic? That is for, so epic. for the for the people who haven't played the game, I don't want to spoil it. Um, but you fight a guy bare chested, tattoos. And you have to bring your A game very, very, very early on. That thing feels like a fight from like the end of the. <clears throat> that feels Matrix like a boss fight. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous how hard it is, and you think you know what you're doing, but they introduce you to your. Um, I believe that's when you get your rage for the first time. Yeah, yeah, where you finally bring yeah. the Spartan rage out. Oh, you know what? Dope. You know what, man? One of the best parts of this game that I have. It's like when all these Nordic gods out there who were messing with you. Yeah. The whole time you're like. You have no idea who I am. You have <laughs> well, and, and no we, idea who I, you're messing with. Think about which was so satisfying. All of the other God of Wars, you are in Greek mythology yeah. and you're fighting like the Zeuses and things of the world, right? Yeah. And this one, you're like in Norse mythology, mm-hmm. and they do it so good. It's not supposed to work. It, it, it just it's, does. It's crazy. I, everything that 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 you think you know about God of War. Is completely changed in this game. He looks different. He acts different. He has a different weapon. He's in a different world. He has a beard. He has a beard. He has a sidekick. And he has a really tiny boat. <laughs> For talk him? About, yes. Talk about that sidekick, man. Yeah. Uh, the boy, the the role he plays and boy. the way that you upgrade him and his abilities, it's invaluable to the in-game approach to everything you have to do. Mm-hmm. He gets OP. He gets very OP, um, but you need it. The puzzle elements to the game, um, the way that it is a very platinum game if you want to. Yeah. Um, the content is there. Uh, the storytelling is there. Uh, it has an emotion. Uh, Kratos, um, you remember everything that happened with his wife and his first set, his of, wife. His first set of children, job, right? Tom. And you go, there's no way Kratos gets remarried, right? There's no way Kratos has another kid or anything, right? He's a stud. Kratos is a boss, and then, but he's he's disrupted this world he's in, and and he Kratoses it up. Um, so much to do. There's not a lot of outside characters you're introduced to, other than the kind of things you fight. But the people you meet, like the dwarf yeah. or the dwarves, 
um, the lady in the forest, um, the head. These things are very impactful on the entire journey you have, and that's what it is. This game is a journey. Uh, you're fulfilling a promise, and you're going to do everything in your power to do that. Um, and you have a connection that's being built with a with a sidekick that I didn't really see coming. And, and John, you got, like you said, you got really, um, uh, you really attached to that. So hands down, when I beat this game, I knew right then that it, it reestablished what God of War is. Mm-hmm. Um, and like Chris, I got kind of burnt out on God of War. I ain't going to lie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, there's no way that it wasn't going to not be. That's a double negative, my number one. <laughs> There's no way. This this game is awesome in every possible facet to me. I think uh, what I'm kind of most excited for is, like, no disrespect to Greek mythology, you know, it's it's kind of tried out to me. Like, just, it's the There's most... There's not much left. Yeah, like, it, it's, it's been Zeus. this thing that's been... <laughs> it's been this thing that's been used in so much in pop culture and, and narratives throughout history. Like, even when you're when you're reading things like Shakespeare and you're reading Macbeth, it, it reads like a Greek tragedy, you know, when you read that story read or, that, or Hamlet. Um, of course you did. But, <laughs> like, to, to me, even though I'm not as familiar with it as, I, of course, I think anyone would be naturally with uh, Greek mythology, like, the parts I've always looked at with Norse mythology is so much more messed up. It is so crazy and more bloodied and, and ravaged. Like the fact that Odin is just a presence in this game, and Dope. I don't know if you know much about Odin. You know, ain't Thor Odin? That that's a kind of a a, a different you know uh, world as far as Marvel is concerned. But like when you actually go to the real thing, um, if you want a great perspective on it, I'll tell you, check out American Gods, uh, which touches on it a little bit <clears throat> on uh, Stars. Great show, but like to know that that's coming. At some point, probably whenever they do these sequels, uh, along with some other key big people they've teased up, like it's so enticing. I want to see how messed up and how crazy they'll go with this. Well, um, pretty popular book that came out this year was uh, Norse Mythology by Neil Gaiman, and the guy who wrote American Gods. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, that okay. Mm-hmm. I mean he 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 takes he takes the North the the Norse mythology and binds it all together into one one big narrative. From the formation of the world to Ragnarok, yeah, and it's, it's gotten a lot of. I mean, I'm, I've I think it's my next thing on on Audible, but uh, nice. I'm looking forward to that. But you know, honestly, I think thanks to Thor's Mar- Marvel's Thor Norse mythology has sort of become more popular for sure. Um, but weren't they surprised? So I guess we could probably just say collectively, God of War is kind uh, is a uh, weekly, weekly game chats. Game of the year. My one, on year this. two, his three. Yeah, because I feel like you know we all played Spider Man. We all had on our list. Uh, two for me. Yeah, two I for mean, you. Yeah, but it wasn't anybody's number one. Yeah, yeah. And you I would that puts it over. Yeah, I mean it's four. It's for five. Me. Oh, it was four. Yeah, yeah it was four. Oh, yeah, that hurts. Yeah, the, uh, yeah. The old. Uh, I don't think I have a problem saying that. That's a great pick. Um, but as we said, there's a lot of great games. Uh, honorable mentions. We'll do them. Oh quick. yeah. I'll, I'll and then start we'll get it out of here. We'll. we'll uh, we have some more emails, but we're already at like two hours and twenty minutes. So we'll just pack we'll just, it in for yeah, next week. Yeah, for the rest of you guys, I, I've got like four or five of your emails emailed during the break. Really appreciate it. Um, I, may say what's up, I may say what's up to some people who followed us, just to kind of yeah, yeah, clear those up. Um, um, but, do you want to start it, or do you want me to with the honorables? Uh, go for it. Um, Moss, which I'm sure that some of you thought may have been on my list, an amazing game. 
Um, I love everything about Moss. I don't know why it's not on my list, but it's because it's because these other games just felt right. But Moss is a game that in my, you spoke of being in your heart. I absolutely adore Moss. And believe it or not, Call of Duty I'm Black Ops a, Four. You know, I was thinking that it might be uh, dude. Uh, I was thinking it might be your number one. They've done everything. I was really worried for a second. He was going to say that was number one. They've done I was everything. Come across that he didn't put come across the table for the fact he put God of War. I did them all. They but the, <laughs> with the addition of Blackout, with the reemergence of a a solid zombie campaign. Yeah, with Easter eggs and storytelling. Fun. Um, and with the classic multiplayer experience, I think this is the standard of Call of Duty. Every once in a while, you need a game like a Call of Duty to get an injection of something fresh, and it's it's, it's, it's legit. So I'll, I'll go with those two. One game I wish I would have played. There's two from you guys. One's gonna be oh, yeah, it makes sense. The other's gonna be like really. I wish I would have played Assassin's Creed. Both Ooh. of them at this point. Okay. Um, and I, 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 I I'm gonna buy Guacamelee too. I still ah, yeah, can't stop yeah. thinking about that damn game. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so fun, man. Where else can you hear the word Mexiverse? I mean, right? it's like so perfect. I love that game. It's so fun. <laughs> John, what were your honorables? Did um, you have any? Definitely. Uh, Apparently not. He's definitely thinking. Shadow of the Tomb Raider was an honorable. Mm. I really dug that game. Um, definitely Guacamelee 2. And a big shout out to Darksiders 3. I mm. liked it. I liked it a whole lot more than it probably deserved to be liked, but I just had a fantastic time. There is one game you game. have not said that surprises me. You are not shouting out. What's that? Far Cry Five. Yeah, it's so long. It ago. didn't make any one of our lists. Uh, I'll have you know. Matter. I'll have you know when we did our midway point this year. That was number one on, uh, or number one or two on the list. Did yeah, not end was. up there at the end mm-hmm. of the year, huh? Shame. <laughs> Great game. Uh, my two. Uh, one is uh, my Xbox exclusive for the year, Forza Horizon 4. I just feel like, you know, I don't, it's really hard to put a racing game on your top five. I think I did it with Forza Horizon 3. Um, <laughs> but to do it again would have been really hard this year. But those games are always just so perfect. And then uh, probably my surprise of the year, um, which is what I've been playing here the last two weeks. And I think we're going to do an episode on later this oh, month. Yeah. So I'll keep it short. But um if you love puzzle games or you played Papers, Please on uh, PC when it came out or the other consoles eventually came to, Return of the Oberdin, um was definitely a big surprise. I saw it popping up on all these lists, and I was like, well, uh, I guess I need to see what that's about. And um, I was very, very impressed. Also, uh, Into the Breach, if we want to mention our one, I think deserves a lot of love. That was probably my top PC game until... This came out until I played Return of the Oberdin. So it was just really cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, Sean's like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> no, I, I, I get it, dude. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Man? Um, <laughs> don't worry. I'll tell you all about it here in, in an upcoming Is that going to be a thing? Yeah. I'm figuring might as well. What else are we going to talk about? That's going to be a thing? Yeah. We've got a gap between a certain game and a certain game. Sure. There's room. <laughs> There's a thing, huh? Here's the thing. Go ahead, play something. I might play Beat Saber, even though it came out in this late week. That's a fun game, too. Oh, you've already played it? Yeah, I have. You like it? Uh, yeah, but I think, like, after seeing Tetris Effect, right? Like, you know, that's a cool, simple game with a mechanic. It's you think it's music. simple? Well, I mean, like, in the sense that compared to Tetris. You're a yeah. freaking Jedi, dude. Yeah, it's fun. Jedi <laughs> good drummer. Good workout. It's a very good right, workout. You're a Jedi drummer. Um, but uh, I... 
you know, it, I think at the same time, it's like for what it is, it's very good, but it's like nowhere near as impressive as some of these other PC games I've played this year. But anyways, <laughs> um, I hope Sean, the next. I hope yeah. the next Star Wars game has somebody playing Beats. That's coming this year. Are we going to do a most anticipated? Uh, I think episode we should. Again? Yeah. We did that last year. I, I think, think people, we should. So we can go ahead and gap. Yeah. we can already claim Anthem number one. Number one, Anthem, right? No, we gotta we gotta put a list An- together Anthem? for us to talk about. Anthem, it. we're all going with Anthem. Anthem is the freaking Red Dead of 2019. Mm, no, <laughs> I'm excited for it. I I'm I, curious about it. You know what got me today is uh, say I'm gonna I actually today. talked to Tate about that game today because the IGN's highlighting when it. Did you see on, Tate? Well, on Kick. Oh, yeah. Um, say and, John Kick is. And I just know that's like his kind of game, right? You know, like yeah. the co-op shooter or whatever thing and yeah it's on ign first right now and they released video of the uh the new like the javelin class today and i was like oh my god i want to play this game so i was like tate we're gonna be playing this yeah so i guess i'm getting on ps4 (laughs) (laughs) uh sean Mm -hmm. people write to us on twitter yeah, we're, we're no news, so we, yeah. we won't no say news, news today. No, no. Like I said, we'll do the emails yeah, okay. next week. Yeah, I just wanted to go. Um, I'm not. I, the, most of the comments recently were about our question of what your top fives were. There are going to be some comments I'll look over maybe next week, kind of re rebring up. But I know people follow us, and they do that for a reason. They want us to say hey to them on on the podcast. Um, so at Cheese Whiz, um, Cheese Whiz is a part time game Great developer, part time streamer, and a full time goof. Like it. Thank you for the follow. Following you back. At Jim Jom. Uh, thank you for the follow. Following you back. At M. Scott King. Uh, thank you so much for the follow. Following you back. At Robin um, Weddy Weed. Uh, thank you for the follow. Following you back. Whoa. Don't hit that button. At Foreplay Luke. Thank you for the follow. Following you back. That's a gamer tweeter. Um, and super legit. I think. Uh, oh, and at Clinton Wiley. Clinton wrote in about our top five or whatever, so that was dope. There was one, I think you may have already followed them back. I think I did. They created their name just so we would say basically Richard something. Yes, he, he said that in the comments. And yeah. it, <laughs> it was like Richard something. Uh, I can't remember yeah, it right now. It was just so we would say it. But thank you guys so much for the love and support on the Twitter feed. <laughs> Super cool. And that's it. For that's me. it. That's it. That's all I'm doing this week. Guys, we have two hours and twenty five minutes of uh, of game of the year goodness and and college football heartbreak and a lot of movies and and yeah, uh, just TV. Got to catch up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. That's you know what, what I mean? happens when we take a break, guys. Um, um, I do hope everyone had a wonderful holiday season, whatever that was. A happy new year. Sure. Uh, as far as gaming goes, we've got 2019 to look forward to. It's going to be, I think, pretty yeah, good. Some. Big potential games coming this year. Maybe like, some system announcements. I think, you know, well, we know one won't be at E3 announcing. <laughs> Maybe the other one will. Um, um, some new Marvel movies coming out. Yeah. You know, yeah. so. I will say that was the one part last night that was like, well, that oh, looks cool. That looks cool, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, is, this is a shellacking. But the, I, I'm pretty sure they went ahead and uh, roll the tape. Uh, the viewership is dropping. Roll the tape. <laughs> <laughs> You sure? You sure? Imagine dragons can oh, pull my. back up with little the, Wayne. The, what people were saying that little Wayne was dressed like on social media—hilarious. I personally think he looks like uh, in Harry Potter when Snape was a Bogart. That's a very <laughs> weird reference. <laughs> That's funny. That's accurate. That's so accurate. But um, yeah, that performance was kind of 
it was kind of weird for me because you know they weren't in the stadium. They were like yeah. in another spot. They were saying like that was one of the reasons why everyone said San Francisco was such a horrible choice. Of course, just like the geography of it, the fact no one out west really cares about college football. Uh, but then like too, like yeah, they had to do so. The stadium for uh, for the 49ers is in Santa Clara. They didn't have the room to do this festival or whatever, so they had to put it in. And plus, they didn't think people would come out to it, right? If they put it out in Santa Clara. And obviously, everyone who's watching the game is inside. So they had to put it in downtown San Francisco. So, like, yeah, like no one who's actually at this concert is a college football fan. They're, They're just, just they, they just love Imagine Oh, that's Dragons. the way it was last year. Well, yeah, but like Kendrick Lamar, location. like Kendrick and them, like they were literally like across the street from it because True it's enough. in, you know, Olympia, uh, Olympic oh, Park, Park or whatever. Yeah. So that venue was better. They were talking about, yeah. Um, Ticket prices were way higher, and the turnout was way better. Yeah, even with those prices, because of its location. If you if that game last night, they were literally blocked off sections of just blankness. Yeah, and the like upper upper decks. Tickets were like one fifty. If you were, we could have done if it. You were, yeah. If you were a Clemson fan and you live in California, like you went to University of Clemson, man, did you get a deal? <laughs> yeah, you did. That's classic, right? <laughs> Super cool. Um, but yeah, that's going to do it for this week on Weekly Games Chat. As always, you can find us on social media at Weekly Games Chat on both Facebook and Twitter. If you like the show, subscribe to us. You'll get a new episode just like this one, though, with news and emails and all the usual stuff every Wednesday. Uh, if while you're there, they have a rating system or review section. Drop us a rating or review. Helps people find the show. Uh, Sean hates it, but I'll say it because he's been gone. I haven't been able to say it to his face. If you don't like the show, the universal bad scores to take the top score. Uh, so wordy. <laughs> minus. Subtract one. Divide it in half and then do what, Sean? Double it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Worst. Um, Worst. <laughs> if we talk for a minute and 30 seconds, we'll give him two and a half hours. Oh. I don't think we're going to make it. You know, I just, I'll say this. Uh, here we go. I think Trevor Lawrence is um, – I want him to be the Redskins quarterback of the future. <laughs> I mean, you lost Kirk Cousins who went and – Y'all are really doing this. Okay. Yeah, for for the fans. It's got to – I at, think I think after last night, I was like, that, he looks like the second coming of Andrew Luck. He's like 6'5", can throw a mile. What? He's, he's built to be a pro quarterback. John. So. And he's a freshman. He, he did is. that. John. We're less than a minute to go, so this, if this was Dick Clark's rocking New Year's Eve with Ryan Seacrest, they'd almost start counting down now to two and a half minutes. So we need to get ready to do our taglines, okay? Okay. How, how long do you think it takes for us to go around the room? Like you got, right, go ahead and say game on and stuff because we're at two minutes. Come on. Ready? Oh, okay. You could do it. So until next time, I'll say game on, Sean. <laughs> game on, Chris. Game on, John. Game on, Chris and Sean. Game on, John. Oh, my God, we still have 30 seconds. We did that way too fast. Yeah, you were so panicky. <laughs> Much like us last night. And the clock is winding. We're going to do this, guys. Hey, oh, Uh -oh. another Uh fun fact Uh about that game. Guy who blew us out, Justin Ross, he's local to us. Watched him in high school last year. I know. He made catches like that against him. Anyways, uh, you're on spots. (laughs) Peace out, everybody. Bye-bye.